And we, hello all, and welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. Uh, I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. I have comparatively watched not that much wrestling. Um, although I will say after after this last week, I can now say that I have read wrestling. Indeed, because today this was going to be uh, as of like two weeks ago, this was going to be uh, uh, the return to form after our 25th episode. Mm-hmm. We were going to finish the summer of punk until uh, until we were reached. Out. I'm going to repeat this this uh, this little spiel because just in case you couldn't get through the entirety of the Hulk Hogan thing, I get <laughs> it. So much <laughs> down, you might have missed me talking about this. Uh, so yeah, in- entirely fair. Please, by all means. Yeah, so we were reached out to uh, by to over Twitter by Suspicious Behaviors Productions. Um, they wrote an indie comic book about wrestling, and they wanted us to uh, review the book on the podcast, or at least talk about it in any way that we felt that we wanted to. And I figured let's just do a full review then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is super cool. Uh, when Austin messaged me about this, because um, he's the one that saw the DM first, I kind of like couldn't believe it. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's there. There's no way, right? There's so, so, there's got to be something up with this. There's no I way. Did, I did. I I googled this real hard before I even sent it to David. I was like, I I I gotta know that this is real. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, God, I hope we're not being like 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 fucked with or scammed or anything. But, I know. but no, we weren't. It's legit. They yeah, they were. So, uh, we're too small time for this. I know, I know. I don't know how they caught wind of us, but here we mm-hmm. are. Um, they were they were kind enough to send us over a, a drop box a Dropbox link of the uh six issue mini series of of uh Wrestle <laughs> of Invasion Wrestle, from invasion Planet Wrestle Toby Wrestletopia. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild too because I also I was like when they said review the DM said review copy and I was like okay I don't know what that means but like you know like I was thinking about it in terms of like how like Netflix reviewers get like half the series for example when they do that when they do reviews of that so mm-hmm. I was like oh we're probably gonna get like two or three issues of this right yeah. no they sent the whole six issue miniseries which yeah so I was like oh hell yeah. We the, gotta do this now. It, it the 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 generosity was greatly mm-hmm. appreciated. So so suspicious behavior. If you are listening, uh, thank you so much. We we had an, uh, I think I think mm-hmm. I already speak for both of us when I say uh, we were absolutely honored that you reached out to us, and I'm sure um, we both got a huge kick out of reading this comic as we will delve into in just a second. Yeah, so I guess let's talk about format here for a second before we keep mm-hmm. going. Because obvious because this is a little bit different from our usual format. Normally what I do is I bring to David what episode of wrestling we're gonna talk about and I explain what's going on and then we kind of pause the show watch it and then come back and talk about it but this time obviously there's not time for us to do this over video format for a whole six issue comics so we both read this beforehand so like how are we going to format the show and i and i decide determined that like what we should do is do a is this our front half is going to be a spoiler free review of the comic book uh, I I will try my best. I've never had to do a review in that format before, mm-hmm. so I'll try to be careful. But basically, I think we're gonna we're gonna get it, give our overall thoughts and and a lot of what we liked and liked about it without giving away any of the real plot stuff. And then in the back half, we'll, I'll give a I'll give a warning for when we're gonna start talking about spoilers. We'll we'll go into it more in depth of like all the stuff that happens. Absolutely. Um. So if you 
haven't uh if you if you haven't read the comic yet and you would like to um it can be uh, you, you were you, you were able to find it right google search or something what was the uh, method by which right now it's right now it's in a bit of a weird space where it's it's it was on comiXology um but they had some issues and so the currently that link doesn't work um to my their work to my knowledge they are working on getting that uh redone and then you know it had it this comic came out in 2017 from what i had had a very limited um physical release obviously like it's an indie book about mm-hmm. wrestling yeah. so you know there, there's only so many copies of those around but I, I it's my understanding that they're trying to get a kickstarter uh in the near future to kind of get another uh physical release but right now it's kind of a keep your eye out on comiXology because they are looking to get that available digitally again. Yeah. So if you're if you if you want to hold out for that, um, maybe maybe hold off from the spoiler review. But if you just kind of mm-hmm. want to get the get the full ride through, write it or not, then stick around this whole time and we we got you covered, baby. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm personally gonna gonna try to keep an eye out for when that drops again. I would like to uh, buy it on comiXology, even though they did give us the review at, to give us the give us the full book as a way of of, of uh, showing my financial support. And I yeah. and will and we will uh, keep you all updated on that too when that does drop. Absolutely. Uh, personally, I, I definitely want to go in on the physical release um, mm-hmm. already. Just like. Um, it's it's fun stuff. It'll be fun stuff to kind of have in hand and even kind of like display a little bit. Like, um, to kind of give one of my very first thoughts about this whole thing, the artwork for this for this comic is just an absolute treat. So getting to show that off in any way, um, I think would definitely be cool in, in a physical form. Yeah, the art in this book is really solid. Like, I think it it is it it is very it it it's very colorful in a way that it needed to be, and in a mm. very in that way that wrestling is. It, it's very colorful in a, in a way that works for wrestling and for aliens. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 got this great style to it too, where mm. um it kind of straddles the line between between like um realistic kind of like person modeling but still kind of keeping it mm-hmm. cartoony and a little over the top like all of the wrestlers of course are these giant eight pack you know carrying buff dudes um who got who got just big chunky faces um and you know uh everybody's like the the, the picture pretty much the, the picture of like physical prowess um throughout the book but they all have these really cool like fun distinct designs too um the humans um, they all keep really distinct and fun ways. Um, mm-hmm. Their designs for some of the like wrestler concepts in this are a ton of fun, and there are some very clear like homages to like past wrestlers in here. Oh, um, I made a I made a list of every reference I could find fu- I could think of. I the, I had thought about that for the spoiler cut. Yeah, I I thought about that, but I was like. But I I knew there were there were probably a zillion that were flying over my head, so I was like, I'm just gonna leave that to Austin. No, but but uh, the WrestleTopians too. Um, the the aliens that invade, they're all pretty much like you know basic humanoid sort of uh sort of creatures. I, um, the main thing that sets them apart is they all have very distinct like colorations to them, and that's what kind of makes it fun. For yeah, them. I I agree. I it's super easy to remit to like vision. It's easy to keep track of who's who. Yeah, I, I, and I, I made I was I was gonna make a joke about how you know it's funny that for a bunch of wrestling aliens they sure do have a lot of designs based on like Earth culture. Yeah, I know. Fit for wrestling, they, which, they we'll, we'll talk more about that in the spoiler part. Yeah, um, 
what was what I what I found was interesting too was like the art style kind of like evolved over the six issues. I don't mm-hmm. know like the 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 span over which the six issues were released off the top of my head, um, mm-hmm. but the design kind of evolved a little bit from from issue one to issue six where issue one it was very kind of like um simple outlining um the kind of uh uh flat kind of comic book poppy designs Mm -hmm. um and then as the as the issues went on um there the the models the models evolved a little bit um there was there was like more kind of like like shading it was Mm -hmm. a little more Mm three-dimensional i think um even some of the some of the character designs shifted a little bit too. Uh, the biggest one I noticed was um, between I think like issues three and four, um, three and four or four or four and five somewhere in there. Um, the the commissioner of of the 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 kind of main wrestling company in this world, uh, mm. AWF, Dick uh, Dick Dresden. Dick, Dick Dresden. I Dick, I thought it was Dresden, but I guess Dresden. Oh yeah. Either I mean, way. I, I, I guess it's, it's, I guess there's not a wrong answer. Yeah. Um, he, his, his design like kind of changes from one, sh- one issue to another. And it actually took me a second. I kind of, I had to go back to the previous issue to be like, wait, this is the same guy. Right. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of interesting to see like, and, and, and I looked, it was the same artist, the same artist was credited for all six issues. So it was just kind of interesting to see how they, uh, how they kind of like changed and adapted their models as they, as they, I guess, grew more confident in their style and everything. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, uh, I think that I want to, I want to really talk about the art and the action sequences. Yes. Because I thought the action sequences in this book were phenomenal. It might've been like, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot I like about this book, but I, but I had to pick like one thing to be like, dude, this comic was awesome because I'd probably start with the action sequences because, you know, and obviously you needed to hit those because this is a book about wrestling. Wrestling. (laughs) Right. And I felt like all of them were really well put together. And it was super easy to like follow the action and know what they're and what know what's happening, and it was and it, and it had they had some really cool setups and sequences. I would I would agree with that. Uh, Austin's far more of a like comics person than I am, um, so I my my like ability to speak with authority on the medium is not mm-hmm. as developed. Um, for me, I always like I always struggle a little bit with like action sequences in comics just because like. Um, I, I, I don't even know just something about them. And I think something about how my brain kind of registers them. It's always like a little hard for me to follow. And I think that was kind mm-hmm. of the case for me here too. But what I did, what I was able to appreciate, um, with this comic was there was just a lot of like cool little details that went into sequences like that. Like, like mm-hmm. what Austin said, a lot of the setups were really cool. It was, it was kind of fun with this comic because, um, it felt like it, it, it felt like almost it took advantage of its medium to be everything like WWE and its and its contemporaries like wish it could be like taken to its fullest extreme. Like they had fights in the desert, they had fights on trains, um, in bars, like like all of these, all of these like phenomenal, fun like setups that you, you didn't just see like all these fights in ring. Um No, there's there's only there's only like there's two fight. I think there's like two fights, full length, full length fights in a ring, and yeah, and a few other like mini sequences here and there. Yeah, 
Um, but mo- most of the fights take place like in the wider in, a, in the wider world, and I and and that that made it very fun because you don't always you don't really see, like wrestling moves are su- are obviously like super uh, not good in a real fight, mm-hmm. but they let you buy into this fantasy world where yeah. you can just do where you can like just casually do pile drivers in a, yeah, in a random street fight. Well, the other thing I really appreciated too was like. You know, on on top of like the setting work, like going even more on the detail work, like mm-hmm. there were so many like little touches of how they displayed like the the physicality of of like the moves that were being done. Uh, things like when people got chopped to the chest, like you could there there were times mm-hmm. you saw like ripples. They 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 like they did like little cartoony ripples on like the on the pecs. Or mm-hmm. um, uh, something that I found really cool was they managed to give um. Uh, at least a few of the wrestlers some like really clearly distinct styles which is hard to do with still motion images yeah um but there were there were definitely there were definitely characters in there that were able to um feel distinct not only in their and not only in their design but in the way they fought um and and there the the fact they were able to 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 illustrate that was i have i have i have one wrestler in mind that definitely i i think i think i know exactly you're talking about Mm-hmm. Um, as as for the pl- as for the plot, uh, I think it's kind of like perfect. the The premise is like this perfect B movie sci fi cheese. Yes. And while honestly, it uh, the the main character, and we'll go to a lot deeper into this. Actually, I kind of liked the the main character's arc, the arc of Rory Landell. <laughs> um, like the first time I read it, it felt. It felt I it felt a little rushed in a way that I was I was going to like um make fun of is like in that wrestling way of like yeah. oh, like of a good guy like the bad guy just has to like do one good thing and suddenly they're a good guy forever and ever. Yeah. But upon rereading it cuz I guess as a spoiler warning for it is I read the I read the book once as a just to kind of how enjoy it for what it was and then mm-hmm. I read it again to actually like take notes for this podcast and on my second read through I think I did notice a lot of of like small de- things that lead that built up to his his inevitable um kind of redemption arc as a character. Yeah, uh, I would I would agree with you there. Um plot wise I, like you said, I think like sci-fi B movie is exactly correct, and I think that's exactly what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 fun thing for me was like all the little storytelling devices they employed. Um, they had they had like f- all these characters. They had a whole bunch of characters that like each had individual flashback sequences, and like the way the plot was structured felt like some sort of like movie straight out of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like the way in which like kayfabe both exists and doesn't in this universe um is 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 very much like the um we're gonna like acknowledge the thing but still um um still still have it be like still have all the cheesy tropes like unironically there yeah Um, it, it it follows the the wrestling movie grand tradition of being like of acknowledging that wrestling is fake to some degree, but at the same time, then unironically having people do wrestling stuff in ways that only make sense if it was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, and I'm not saying that as a negative. I think that's no. a very fun aspect of wrestling movies. I and 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 what was fun for me too was like contemplating the kayfabe of this. Like 
it like in universe is this just like a giant like wrestling movie that the AWF like uh that the AWF put out um like like it's it's so funny like to think to think about because again they 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 clearly allude to like you know the outcomes to matches being predetermined stuff and like um the but he, 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 like he explicit like yeah like the the fur um i, I think for, i think for the um this is a minor plot point for only the first issue so I, i'll go ahead and say yeah. it is that like in the first issue they talk about like a title match being predetermined and they bring that up i think they bring that up another issue too for a different context yeah and like in a in one issue they talk about a match not being a work so yeah. like wrestling is clearly fake in the context of of this universe even though that wrestling moves still work outside of that yeah and like all of these people are insanely adept at like pickup fighting mm. outside of the ring in real life against like aliens that actually like fight with real moves and yeah the, like I think, yeah the, the alien wrestling isn't a work i don't think their alien wrestling is fake <laughs> no yeah no alien wrestling is very much legit and they take it very seriously which is another really fun aspect to this is like the aliens are um like like a it's it's again it's so fun to see like all of the outlandish um extremes to which the aliens take their wrestling culture just by like the character designs and um by by the way they all are like Austin said like reflective of of kind of a lot of wrestling tropes that we see like on TV nowadays um but they they they're so serious about what they're here to do like the mm -hmm. the 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 conceit of this book as it was as as it's kind of advertised is when a wrestler declares himself on TV the um the galactic champion as as a bit um a, a bunch of aliens pick up on the signal aliens from the planet wrestletopia and their great leader um who is the actual galactic champion takes offense to this and decides to take to earth to challenge the fake galactic champion for the title and they and they none of them like realize it, it's it's almost kind of like galaxy questish and like the aliens pick up the the signal of the tv show from earth don't realize it's fiction and take it so deeply seriously that like all of earth gets embroiled in this intergalactic plot and it's such a delightful premise that just okay. the entire time you can't help but crack up I lost my complete internet connection for a second there, like even on my end, but I, I don't think we, I don't think you, I don't think we missed any of the explanation. Of I like don't what think happened. so either. I, the, the same thing happened last year and we didn't lose it on audio. So, um, no, yeah. but, but, but yeah, the, the, the premise to this whole thing is such a treat. Uh, and, and what's, and, and like I said, what's fun is just seeing the juxtaposition of the earthlings that for all of them, this is a fictional business and the aliens who are like, this is real. And this is the backbone of our culture. And this is intergalactic political implications. It's um, still real to us. Damn it. I know it's, it's so, it's so funny to just like watch the, watch the melodrama kind of overtake earth, but unironically this time. No, there is the absolute insane subplot <laughs> that goes on with the aliens. Yes, I was like, I was like, just like what, what? This is this is how this is going to go down, huh? And yeah. like on that note, I want to say is that there are I is it as much as it it plays into like cheesy cliches that that I should have seen coming. I still didn't see a, a, quite a few of the things that happens in this story coming. 
Like we'll we'll spend we'll talk a lot more about that in the spoiler half. Yeah, I mean, but this that, book managed to surprise me, even the, even even if it follows a, a pretty a, a pretty tropey kind of of plot structure. Well, the thing about this book uh, that that I think is its its greatest strength. You talked about if you were to talk about you know read this book because like it's awesome because this, um, and you said the action sequence. I think for me, my answer to that would be, um, read this book because the writing is like is awesome. Um, the, the 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 for me, this book's greatest strength is the fact that its writing is able to emulate that of like a pro wrestling show to a T. Um, like when we're having back, there are sometimes when we're having backstage segments that it's all like a lot more like real and people are talking like normal people. Mm-hmm. But once the aliens come down, um, it all turns into like wrestling writing where everyone is, uh, everyone is speaking in these like grand sweeping, uh, uh, powerful declarations and, um, and we have all these like kind of cliche tropey lines that get thrown in that like people use as catchphrases. Um, and all the characters have their own distinct way of speaking that very much feel like these cartoon character wrestling sort of things. Um, th- the entire thing, it does such a great job at emulating the way in which wrestling is written that it just feels like you're you're reading an episode of like oh, an especially like, high production value show oh absolutely it it, it all just kind of com- works in 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 this really great way it's, it's honestly this this it again is this amazing like overall package of of work that i think i i think definitely as a wrestling fan it, it's the kind it's 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 a book worth reading um mm-hmm. david would speak more to somebody who isn't necessarily a wrestling fan i think as a non-wrestling fan i mean like Here's the thing. I got a lot out of this because I have now spent 25 episodes like mm-hmm. coming to understand the world of wrestling. I'm still a noob compared to Austin, but I but mm-hmm. I've got a lot. Um so that helped that helped me out a lot. Um but even as someone who doesn't get every single reference, if you are even if even if you're not like super familiar with the world of wrestling, I think it takes some baseline knowledge to like really appreciate this book. But I think mm-hmm. even if you're not, if you're just a comic fan and you're looking for like a fun, um, a fun kind of like pulpy read with some really like fun artwork and just kind of some great silly bits and um, of of a, a, a digestible look into this world because they do they mm-hmm. they they do make it like accessible. Like even if you're not like an expert, like they 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 kind of do enough to let you know generally how the world of wrestling tends to function mm-hmm. um that i think even if you don't know all that much about wrestling you could still get a kick out of reading this for some of its just broader fun aspects because they just put a lot of heart and soul into like making this like just a fun easy read mm-hmm. i i think that's a good a good stopping point uh for our, our spoiler free or mostly spoiler free take uh take on it so i don't think so yeah, I'm gonna do a a five second uh, kind of pause here. If you're looking to, if you don't want to spoil yourself anymore, if you want to wait until again, as a reiterate, and I'll reiterate this at the end, that it is gonna be back up on Comicsology soon, and they're also looking to try to fundraise to do another physical release. So if you are, if you want to wait for that, then 
you can just stop us right there. Uh, come check us out next week when we will cover SummerSlam 2011. Uh, and see you guys then uh, in five. All right, spoiler time, baby. Spoiler time, the aliens work themselves into a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, the the plot to this thing is so absolutely like wild bonkers off the wall. There's so much going on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know like where to begin. I get so so we begin we begin with main character Terry Lendell. Um, uh, Rory. Rory Lendell. Jesus, no, Terry is his dad. dad. There is his dad. Pardon me. Rory Lendell. Uh, yeah, great start, Jesus. Uh, we begin with we begin with with our main character Rory Lendell um, in the I believe the nineties. Yeah, or, or technically in the eighties, in the mid eighties. Yeah, in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. So what what happens is is that apparently the aliens get Earth broadcast on tape delay. Because, yeah. Because which, it which, is it's it's nineteen the 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 inciting incident happens in nineteen eighty four, but the aliens don't get that broadcast until nineteen ninety nine, which ties in great to the Y two K stuff. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's really fun too because um the way this this I I was probably one of the most surprising aspects for me for this book was how well it plays with time. We mm-hmm. jump back and forth between eras a lot. Um. And not only is it kind of like a fun little narrative device to like go to some flashbacks and then to flash forward to like mm-hmm. quote unquote modern day. Um, but on top of that, um, there's all this great little attention to detail when they jump around like from from decade to decade. Um, because this book, uh, what cracks me up, uh, especially for our podcast where we have a sampler platter of jumping between eras, um, this book does a really great job kind of emulating the landscape of wrestling from decade to decade. Yes, I I, I die. Uh, this is jumping ahead. I, I, I thought we might do this issue to issue and we still can, but I'm going to jump ahead to one of the later issues when they have the 90s video game. And it's called like AWF uh, Anarchy Rules or something like that. Something like that. It it felt like AW ninety AWF ninety nine upside your head. I was like, this sounds like an ECW. This sounds like an ECW Attitude Era. Um, yep. Titling. And I was like, that's so. Gr-. They did a really good job of making the. The 80s wrestlers feel like 80s wrestlers and the 90s wrestlers feel like 90s wrestlers. Very true. Um, same with like the announcers. Um, they they kind of switch aesthetic from era to era a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get more into the announcers later too because they are a ton of fun. I feel um, like the best time to talk about them is, is, is when issue we, six is yeah, the last one segment. when they get, yeah, when we get to the big show. Yeah. Um, uh, we, uh, we, we see like wrestling in the 80s um we see that um we see that rory's dad terry was a wrestler in in the like seven, the, 70s. In the 70s and he yeah. felt like a 70s wrestler too he's got this very basic outfit he's he's do, he does the torture rack which is yep. a, like he, he he felt like an old school 70s wrestler too yeah um and Rory, um, we see we see Rory go. Oh, from this Rory, Rory, uh, I, I I have a list of like pastiches that I that I personally saw in these. Yeah, Rory, I mean, I think Rory is is no one individually. I think he's like eighties wrestling 
80s heel wrestler as a f- art form. Like he's got, he's like Ric Flair mixed in. He's like any cocky, arrogant 80s Southern wrestling um, heel. Well, I see, I even, uh, I even saw like a little bit of like Hulk Hogan in him uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, just in, just as like, um, does, Design wise, when when we're in the '90s, is like the handlebar mustache and like. Oh yeah, turns, yeah, that's a fair point. As he as he as he like starts to turn baby face, as it were, over the course of the comic, his arc, um, he kind of has a similar kind of dude bro sort of cadence as as Hogan did, um, but definitely early on, he's got this great like early '80s like you know punk heel sort of vibe to him, um, that is a total treat. No. Uh, okay. Uh, issue one. Uh, I thought the cover with with Manifest Destiny looming overhead was really cool. That was striking imagery for a first issue. Which I guess let's go ahead and say it. The main villain's name is Manifest Manifest Destiny. Destiny. (laughs) I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I think I think my favorite cover was episode three. Um, something about Dick Grayson in the glass with the yeah Dick Grayson in the glass. Like something about just like the way he's drawn. Uh, I love, I don't like, I, again, I don't know why they switched up the design for Drayson. I kind of liked him better in like the first three episodes, his design. Uh, he's definitely a lot more kind of like McManny um, in how they originally designed him to kind of what he turns into, or mm-hmm. at least, at least it feels like it um, to me. Um, he's, he's got this great kind of, uh, um, Mm -hmm. devilish you know charm to him um that Uh, one's a ton of fun i i i laughed really hard at the fact that they opened with the ephesians quote about we wrestle not with the principalities of man blah 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like like i was dying of laughter at that See, I didn't know it was a trope, but I wasn't like surprised that it. Well, was, it's like, not a- really a trope. I just thought it was like a clever, like you may uh, using a biblical quote to make this book sound, make it all sound more yeah. like fantastical, and using Ephesians, the uh, that particular Ephesians quote, which uses the language of wrestling, like we yeah. wrestle with. I'm like, we wrestle with, and and like the belt we wear around our waist too. I'm yeah. like, there's no way. Um. Uh, the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Like, come on. Since what is the Bible prefiguring pro wrestling? That's awesome. Yeah. And then ha- I'm getting honest, like half of my half of my notes are like quotes that I just thought were great. Oh, um, God. But like we start with, you know, he he's uh, he's he's in his dressing room kind of like because originally Rory Landell is booked to beat Boy Scout Bob Schultz. For the for the AWF title, which uh, I guess go ahead and start with the references there. The AWF is clearly like a mixture of names between the AWA, the American Wrestling Association, and the WWF. Yeah. WWF and AWA, but in the name, like yeah. the AWA is there. Yeah. Um. And and it has. I mean, I mean, it, it does a good job of being like you know insert pro wrestling company here just kind of having that general aesthetic to it uh something i did appreciate um was there there seemed to be in this world the the for for this being presumably like the mainstream wrestling company of the world um the the lady wrestlers were treated with a whole seemed to be treated with at least some some semblance of dignity here um 
the, yeah. they, there aren't that many like prominently featured but there are a few and you kind of get the feeling like they're allowed to actually be like characters and fighters rather than just like you know hot yeah definitely um some of the other the the wrestling wrestling references I use I put Bob Schultz here because he feels like Bob Backlund who was the WWE he was the Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan in this timeline okay. and he kind of got phased out in that way of like he was very much this like howdy doody um you know cl- straight laced re- cl- baby face clean shaven good guy kind of character that's why I thought like Boy Scout Bob was like oh that's like Bob Backlund right yeah and it's like the perfect era for him to get phased out because he did kind of get phased out when when WWE started to decide uh, to be more like rock and rolly. And I was like, this we need we need somebody cooler than Bob Backlund. Yeah. Although I will say, design wise, we see at one point like um and we, we can talk about this in a second, but we see at one point like a trading card of him. And the way he's drawn looks aesthetically very like John Cena-esque too. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a bit of mm-hmm. a bit of homage in there too, even if it's not quite, you know, appropriate for the era. Yeah. Um, I wrote Shipwreck Rapinski here because he referenced because he he like makes a joke with his his girl, his then girlfriend Linda, uh-huh. who is also a wrestler, and he makes a joke about her, about like who's who's who she's seeing and what wrestler she's seeing. She mentions shipwreck shipwreck rapinski and he calls him a tugboat. And I was like, is that I'm pretty sure that's a reference to the wrestler tugboat. <laughs> yeah, see, there are so many like little things they throw in there that like I, that were lost on even me that a pro like Austin is just able to like completely pick up on. Yeah. And then obviously Dick Drayson is, is Vince McMahon. He, he is very blatant. Like like he, he has like, they don't like try to draw him as if he was Vince, but he in, in action and attitude, he is so blatantly Vince McMahon. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, what's really cool too, is like, they really play into, um, the heel boss thing. Um, Mm -hmm. in, 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 in a really kind of fun double edged way in that, like, you know, in the quote unquote real world of this of this comic where like actual shady business dealings are done. He's making like shady business deals with the aliens and just basically being super willing to sell out Earth for a you know cut of the profits, the merchandising rights and uh and being <laughs> that, kind of, like, that, that, the leader of Earth wrestling. Yeah, that 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 conversation was funny where he like haggles for like all the stuff that isn't pay-per-view revenue. <laughs> I know. I think I I think I like cackled out loud at that when I read it. Um and but also like toward in in the final in the final um the final issue, he's like in ring doing like announcing and stuff. And they kind of have like what I take to be sort of a kayfabe commissioner sort of thing going on with this one too. We're in the 80s, they have this British guy who's like an announcer who uh some Extra Cecil material Steve makes Mott, it, yeah. Which, Cecil, extra material makes it seem like he's like kayfabe commissioner, and then like by the '90s they have like Dresden out there as like you know revealed as real commissioner, and he's out there on the mic, and he gets beat up at one point, and the audience is loving it, and I'm just like, hmm, hmm, yeah. <laughs> what hmm. does that look like? Yeah, uh, let's see what I got here. Uh, I make a big note about the, they they have a wrestling bear. Which is mm. obvious. Which is obviously real wrestling history. They would that would they would re- have people wrestle bears as a special attraction back in the old days before before animal abuse was a bigger <laughs> problem, I guess. But uh, but then like this one is like a a regular. This is it the special attraction? He's like a real wrestler on the roster. He wins the TV title. Yeah, which is so fucking funny. Um, 
And they, they do a great job just, like, kind of referencing back to it a whole bunch. Um, and, and he loses to, like, this, like, moonshiner hillbilly. Um, yeah, Cousin uh, Orville. Cousin Orville. Who is, um, who just gets made a mockery of by losing to this bear. And, like, for the rest of the series, people are just people just kind of, like, passively shit on him whenever he gets brought up. Yeah. For losing like the TV title to a bear. Yeah, uh, I wrote the wrist grab motif in the first issue. Like, mm, Rory yeah. does it to Dick, and then Dick does it later to Rory. Yep. Um, I, um, yeah. And then Don gives... Don, like, Rory... Basically, Rory, they see this setup where Rory was going to win the title, and then Dick Drayson decides that... He decides that, you know, for the sake of being family-friendly, he turns... He, he switches his... He changes his mind, like, the day of the show. And this obviously this would obviously make Rory mad, and he threatens to quit over it right then and there. And then Don tries to stop him from doing that. Yeah, and he gives his, him his, his manager, his manager Don, Don um, Fong Wong, who's doing a like an like an, an Asian stereotype gimmick, even though he's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian, and they and they like very much like point directly to that fact and and he's also like they also later allude to the fact that like before he was don fong wong he was playing a native american character like oh god they really are just going hard on the if you're brown we're gonna make you whatever race is you're close enough yeah <laughs> yeah so he tries to give him the speech like to try to calm him down and and he tells the story of swamp gas charlie who I, I, I thought that story would actually pay off in some way. It really only doesn't until, like, the one sequence at the end. Yeah. But, like, I get what he's going for. He's trying to be like, hey, kid, like, you got something here. Don't throw it all away. You don't You don't have a turkey farm at home. You got, like, real talent to do this. Yeah. Which, of course, he ignores. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they have this cool motif, too. I, I don't know, like, how much a motif this is, but... Um, <laughs> They're having this conversation in the midst of Don like having drug, um, um, drug roaring to the rock locker room, the women's locker room, by the way. And they all like clear out and they're like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck?" Um, and they're having this conversation while um, Don is um, doing some sort of like you know massage maneuver on Rory's knee because yeah, it hurts. Yeah, cause, cause, he's got a fucking. He's got yeah, a bad he's got knee. The, which they 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 that is a consistent. Part yeah. of this, this story. Yeah, they they allude to it later in that episode. It comes up a couple other times, and then like in the big match at the end, his knee crumbles and it gets him. Uh, it gets him in a bad spot. Um, mm-hmm. And you know we we have we have a sequence with Don kind of in relation to that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a good scene to kind of set up their relationship of that mm-hmm. like. It's not just like he's he's a manager. He's legitimately a friend and mentor. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, but then he doesn't listen to him and he finds his pizza box of like galactic pizza or whatever. You know, it's mm-hmm. some goofy pizza box and he tapes it to his like trunks and he comes out to his interview before his his the pay-per-view main event match. And he like cuts this promo about being the galactic champion. Because he don't, he don't need he don't need no world championship, and he just bounces after yep. he just leaves the building after it's over. It's it's uh he just he just kind of walks um and that that was that was um 
surprising for me. I didn't think like that's where the story was going to go. Um, but it kind of it kind of becomes the perfect setup because it sets him up as kind of this perfect like 80s slash 90s again sci-fi B movie pro tag of the washed up bum who has, mm-hmm. who effectively has to become the savior of Earth. Um, yeah, I I wrote Rory Landau walking out on his career and his girlfriend tanking his own career and the career of his manager and friend out of pure selfishness and ego. I smell redemption arc. <laughs> True. Um, and 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 redemption does he arc? Um, no, but over but first over the, we got to skip ahead to fifteen oh, yeah. years. Yes, because um, again they 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 the little attentions to detail. The aliens don't get an automatic transmission. It takes 15 years to reach WrestleTopia. Um, so 15 years later, um, uh, Rory is now a washed-up uh, has-been who with who with a with a bad temper and even worse behavior. Who gets himself kicked out of every promotion that he works for. Um, and Don is just kind of done with this shit. Don's still managing him. 15 years later, is just kind of like slowly yeah. becoming done with this shit. Yeah, he he stuck wrestling a an a a little person wrestler, Mini Macho, who will Mini become Macho. a regular, will become a wrestler, will become a a regular feature. He's like a matador for people. Yeah, Mini Macho a, is a delightful a character. Mini Macho yeah. made me super happy as a character because he uh he feels like basically an homage to people to to. I mean, I mean, like there's kind of like you know the 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 little person wrestling with luchador uh, with luchador stuff that's there. He almost in a way though kind of felt like. Uh, almost like an homage to Rey Mysterio in some respects, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I felt vindicated. Somebody else is noticing, like, uh, "Hey, here's this, you know, smaller Hispanic wrestler with a lot of talent, um, who is probably the, you know, probably the best wrestler in this whole crew. So let's give him like just all of the best fight scenes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he absolutely has pretty much all of the coolest fight scenes as he and he regularly fights multiple guys and and wins. Purely, purely yeah. due to his speed and guile, but you know he's wrestling Rory in a bingo hall and casino, and Rory gets drunk and breaks the table, and he gets yeah. fired, and and he and he's uh and he's and he basically is like that's the point where Don's like yeah I quit like literally like when like when Rory's trying to suggest where they can go from here he suggests Montana. Mm-hmm. And, and Roy's like, you know what? Don's like, you know what? Screw this. It, I, I, I wanted to retire, which, oh, I, I should have seen that as more of a red flag than I did. Than I, ha, 15, I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see that as a red flag at all. Retire, First time I read it. Yeah. Uh, like, no. oh. yep. Yeah. But anyway, Rory is Rory eventually. And, and I re- make a note of this. I'll bring this up again for when we talk about issue four, but this, uh, how this plays out repeats itself later in a way that I, I didn't pick up on until the second time I read it, but that's where Rory's at is he basically walks out on Don is like, you know what? Screw this man. I, I'll yeah. go on my own if you don't want to be here. And then we get to WrestleTopia, and I made a note that Adrian Polaris looks positively Bowie-esque. That yeah, uh, we have we have like a very. I even like what read his read him in a British accent when we got there. Yeah, um, but he 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 makes the reveal to manifest destiny that some dude on Earth is claiming to be the galactic champion. Yep. And and of course, like I mentioned earlier, Manifest gets very indignant about this and is like, "It's time to conquer Earth." Um, and mm-hmm. uh, conquer Earth, they do. Uh, the yeah, aliens uh, start just kind of—they kind of like 
appear in droves on earth um and as we see them they just kind of start beating the shit out of random people like any, yeah, that was a hilarious that was a hilarious sequence it starts first it starts with them sending their probes to create a steel cage around the planet that earth. that got me to like die of laughter um but then issue, then issue two land. opens yeah. uh or mm-hmm. almost or like opens after a flashback sequence with the reveal we'll talk about the flashback in a minute but first yeah, with the reveal the that they're building a steel cage around the planet earth and then um, they all show up and they like the first scene we get is them at the white house and they're doing like wrestling submission moves on secret I service know. and then and then we, we see them also in like and they just go um, from there it, yeah in like egypt and i'm assuming what appears to be like like iraq or something or like China, somewhere in asia oh no beijing no, they, that's where it was beijing. Yeah, beijing cairo beijing rio de janeiro um all with may i doing, add doing, like appropriately doing dives off of the doing dives off the jesus statue and may i add with all appropriately like the uh, appropriately nationality like alien wrestlers for some reason like the alien wrestlers all have like nationalities and 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 uh, behaviors that are like directly comparable to that of like Earth characters. Um, like there's a yeah, they're they're they're, 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 they're like they're, luchadors. They got the Soviet Russian wrestler. Yeah, they they have a they Russian one. Russian like that that's the part where I'm just kind of scratching my head. Like they clearly never heard of Earth before because the you know the Bowie looking motherfucker is like you know he does the thing of like there's something going on on a planet called Earth. Yeah, um, why? But they all like directly mimic. Um, they all directly mimic Earth. Uh, like 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 Earth Earth cultures and 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 uh, 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 archetypes and stuff. Um, so I'm like, how 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 funny is it that uh uh that they just happen to develop like directly parallel cultures? Just one's a lot more obsessed with wrestling, although maybe not that much more obsessed. Although we we'll get into that in a second, it kind of reminded me of the of the 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 Simpsons Trials of Horror bit, uh, mm-hmm. where they meet Kang Kodos for the first time. And they're like, "You speak English," and they're going, uh, "We actually, we're actually speaking Rychilian." By complete coincidence, our language has evolved to be the exact same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's kind of uh, what I felt was going on here. No, uh, my notes on this sequence are like, "By God, the carnage on the White House lawn." I uh, I made their quote where the your most hollowed arena of combat, the sportatorium of Saint Paul, Saint Paul. which is which <laughs> is then, where like which is where Rory had declared had had cut his I quit promo, yeah, um, fifteen years earlier, and suplexing a camel, and su- <laughs> suplexing a camel, and Rory's off in some like cheap ass dive bar trying to trying to get free drinks by extorting no, he, and- he's doing he's he's doing his whole catchphrase bit, and the bar yeah. keeps doesn't give a fuck doesn't care and then alien but, wrestlers come in and like there's a there's a luchador yeah, there's aliens a meet him in the bar. yeah there's a luchador there's a i don't know just kind of a flashy one uh like kind of like a, a, a sort of pompous heel type probably and yeah the russian one who is mm-hmm. just, who has like a an alien version of like the soviet uh the soviet emblem on his on his unitard and speaks with like broken english uh i think i'm i have it right here his his like opening quote which cracked me up um uh you are the rocking man rory yeah yeah he can't the rocking man yes the rocking Uh, man yeah and 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 they even like spell it out like rory uh yeah (laughs) it's so funny and of course you come with us now yeah, he tries to like he he he's just like a regular wrestling show. He's like, oh yeah, what's payout for main eventers? Yeah, <laughs> where are we going? 
Yeah, not noticing that they all have, um, like, but... weirdly colored skin. I guess he just thought they were in, like, body paint or something. Yeah, and so they like, get in a bar fight, and it's pretty epic, but he does lose because it's three-on-one. Yeah. And they kind of drag um, him out of the bar. And that was the first and... moment I realized, like, wait, oh my god, we have, we have like, this thing where the wrestling, that like that's the first time they show, like, the wrestling is, like, real with even with like the real wrestlers like rory goes to town like again he loses but he still goes to town and goes hard like pulling off legitimate moves against these guys and it works to an extent um mm-hmm. and that was kind of my first hint at like oh oh man we're going this route okay yeah but uh i was gonna say is the issue technically starts with the backstory yeah uh, it's rory's tragic backstory yeah where we learn he's he's kind of living in this like shack Mm-hmm. in florida in like yeah. florida and his dad is a wrestler toward uh, terry landell and i wrote deadbeat dad and neglectful husband who only makes a pittance terry hitting all the highlights of being a wrestler dad in the 70s oh no. that's, bas- that's basically the tragedy is he, he he idolizes his dad but his dad's never home because he's wrestling but at this at the same time he doesn't make any money because he doesn't stand up for himself when they're like you're gonna you're gonna take the loss terry yeah he's like okay and yeah, it and it basically it, like dissolves his marriage at the same time and he like leaves and he never talks to rory again we can yeah. assume um although um there's there's this motif where um rory throughout uh, a lot of the a lot of the sh- uh series is wearing a t-shirt under his like kind of jacket um mm-hmm. that that's rory's number one fan um mm-hmm. And we kind of see um, that that began with he he buy he's at the end of issue two we get like one more flashback and he's buying a comic book or, or he's buying a magazine a wrestling magazine and we see his dad on it and his dad's wearing the Rory's number one fan shirt um, so we see that like there's there is like a little bit of like fatherly mm-hmm. um, uh, th- there there was sort of this fatherly connection that he hasn't quite let go of because. You you think like the Rory's number one fan thing is an ego thing, but then no, that was like a thing his dad wore for him. Yeah, while yeah. cutting promos, and he can't let go of it. Yeah, we'll talk a lot more about this in issue five, but like mm-hmm. his dad being a wrestler and leaving him left a lot on his psyche. Yeah, it had a huge effect on him. Uh, I wrote for about the him buying the the magazine. Why buy porno mags when you can buy Pro Wrestling Illustrated? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. They like the 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 guy for some reason the guy at the at the like store that 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 he's trying to convince him to buy porno mags. He's like, yeah. he's like, don't worry, kid. I'll, I'll I won't I won't look the I'll look the other way. I won't. Yeah, I, won't I don't know what's going on. And he's like, no, I want the him. wrestling magazine. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him. Um, but it, yeah, we we get uh we we get kind of our first indication that like this is really kind of gonna gonna focus on a um uh focus on this character as he learns to grow out of that kind of emotional stunting experience as a kid and like that was like that was the first time i was like oh this is kind of going gonna go into a legit story that's super cool yeah um i, I also want to take this really time to, to 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 talk to for a moment about uh at the end of each issue there are like these little extra like pages that are kind of these in-universe written promos of of some kind or other um so like mm-hmm. at the end of issue two we get one advertising um rory and mini yeah, from the from the previous yeah. issue mm-hmm. um and then another one from the like british kayfabe commissioner being like a total snob 
Um, no, he like reveals his evil heel intentions that like he he didn't like he doesn't like Rory, and so his evil plan was to like covertly hypnotize him yeah. to thinking that he's the galactic champion. And yeah, that the all way they kind off. of like in their own kayfabe, the way they like retcon the fact that Rory left um, is utterly hysterical. Yeah, no, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, and then the end of the first issue we didn't mention, but it's a they do they have like an interview with the bear with Kodiak Jack's manager yeah. slash handler, I guess, because he's a bear, nah. and he like yeah. talks about how like everybody in the AWF better watch out because I'm gonna manage the first bear to become world <laughs> champion. It's so fucking funny. Um, and then so, the other thing issue too is that Don, you we get the scene with Don being with his his wife, his wife. in bed, and they and they watch the Good Morning America show, where it where Manifest Destiny like clocks the the one of the hosts in the head with a chair. Yeah, and, um, and Don and Don realizes he's got he's got to leave. He's got to go find Rory. Yeah, uh, and and he and he, and he like we, leaves his wife behind again. Should have been a much bigger red flag. Like she's like, let me come with you. And he's like, no, honey, this is man's work. Yes, he and, said um, this is man business, and I wrote, this is man's work. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh like, no. Like, I was like, <laughs> I am a man. Oh god. But yeah. Then, then Mini Macho hitches a ride uh, so, along the way, and they both and they are they're kind of there the rest which, of the book to kind of help him out. Best plot beat of the of this entire thing because Mini Macho is great and I love him. Yep. Um, so I- issue three, uh, the first note that I wrote because it opens with Dick Drayson in his office and he yes. he gets a meeting with the with the alien. The aliens track him down and they're like and they're coming to, and they want their match with Roy Landell and. Dr- Dick Drayson offers him a seat, and uh, this is what the note that I wrote is the quote from Manifest Destiny: "Your Earthling chairs are not fit to carry the Galactic yes. Champion, Dick yes. Drayson." Uh, I know he refers to everybody like by full name, which is also hysterical. Um, like it, it's it feels very like alien warlordy, but at the same time, like wrestling aficionado who knows like all the like names of all the like main players and like is referring to them by full name because that's like the proper dignified way to do it uh yeah. it's so uh, funny yeah and then i wrote dick drayson like a true carny trying to make a buck off the fate of the earth yeah which which he, they, which he does yeah they said they set it up as the the fate of the planet live on pay-per-view december 31st yeah <laughs> and, and, and he, he manages a 70 30 uh 70 on, on the part of the aliens split with Home, uh, home video rights. Yeah, but he and gets all the home video rights and, and merchandising and yeah. license. He, like, he gets all this cancel. <laughs> as he as, the, as he's getting choked out, by the way, as he's getting choked out, by the way, he's he's asking merchandising, fast food promotion, theme park licensing. <laughs> and the aliens like, whatever, man, just give him the match. Yeah, they're, they're like, we don't care. I just, read, just... I read I... Yeah, we just want to fight the. We just we... want to fight Rory Landell. Yeah. And then we kind of we cut back to Rory, um, and he he's like chained up because they're they're talking about what to do. And this is, this is the first hint of how this pays off later of they of the 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 aliens who kidnapped him at the bar are talking about whether to bring him to Manifest Destiny or bring him to you know who. Mm-hmm. But they got him chained up, and then suddenly Mini Macho arrives to save him 
to say to fight the aliens and he like beats their asses oh my god he's like three on one and he just he goes so hard and yeah again mini macho is my favorite it felt very like the way he moves the way he was drawn to move feels very Rey mysterio which is awesome um, he's doing no, all he these does, like he high does, like, flying he maneuvers. Does, like, he does like the cool move of like sw- swinging around the light pole. Yep. Um, and he's like doing flips and bouncing off people. Um, and of course ends with like a big dramatic flare with like his arms up in victorious pose. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that's awesome. happening, Don secretly unties Rory and they make a and they make a break for it. Yeah, they make a they make a hasty retreat. Um. Um, and, and then from there, oh, we, we get, get my the favorite UN scene. conference. We get my favorite scene of this entire series. The I'll, UN... I'll, let you, I'll let you do more of the explanation of what happened, but I would like to read my note to start off. Yes. The UN conference devolving into chaos because they're all a bunch of marks. Yeah. <laughs> because, because so, so, so we go like to, we go to the UN and we have like, we, it's, it starts off with this, with this TV announcer. Um, Who's I, like, I call him Walter Cron- Cronkite. Yeah, he's basically Walter Cronkite. Um, <laughs> um, and he's like, he's like, uh, the fate of the world is at stake. So the UN is meaning to to decide the to decide uh, the best course of action. And like the UN leaders apparently- get up and just immediately start standing for like their country's home wrestlers. Um, yeah, and it turns out all, everyone in the yeah. UN is like a yeah, gigantic all, they- fucking wrestling fan. Yeah, first of all, they decide they decide to forego any other other way to deal with this. Yeah. Like no reason to bring in any actual military or anything. Clearly, they've come to wrestle. We gotta do this in the ring. Like if if the if the thing if the if the bar fight scene in episode two or in, in issue two is when I first got the feeling of like, oh man, we're like in for a penny, in for a pound on on treating wrestling as if it was like all legit, actually. Um, even though it, kayfabe was admitted to this was oh we're in for a penny in for a pound on the entire world is super fucking invested in wrestling to the point of like getting getting viciously angry if they're like if if their faves are getting disrespected um to the point where the un is having heated discourse this feels like this feels like in Yu-Gi-Oh when they when they they end up doing plots that are like the fate of the planet and they still decide that the best way, course of action is through card games. Fucking card games. Do a children's yeah. card game. But yeah, so and I wrote this is a big wrestling reference joke because I wrote all these down for this. Yeah. Is you first have the 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 um the um the uh the delegate from Iran, Iran number one, America Pooey. That's yeah. important because he he ref, he decide he he suggests that they bring out Ivan Kalashnikov and Iron Hussein, which are very uh, blatantly Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and the Russian delegation is like, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're they're getting up, and then the Canadian delegation gets up and promotes basically the Quebecers. Yeah, um, I, the Gaspar Dubois, Dubois, and Pierre Renault, which I wrote. Um, I wrote three ones. I wrote the Can Am connection in that they're called the French Canadian connection, uh, and then I was like the fabulous Rougeos and slash the Quebecers. Yeah, pretty and much. And then and then the American delegation pops up and is like, we, we got to bring the American gigolos into it." And and I wrote their name reminds me of the American males, but they could be any pretty boy tag team. They don't really look like any of them. Yeah. One of them has kind of like, um, uh, kind of like Shawn Michaels, Triple H kind of look to him, but like mm-hmm. the other one, I don't know. Um, no. And it dissolves into it, this nonsense, so like wrestling fight between the delegations. Like, yeah, yeah. The wrestling, the, the delegation starts like beating each other up. Like, even the head of the UN, like, 
he takes his, he ha- he takes his hammer. Yeah, but then he, he leaves and takes his takes his fucking like gavel and and like leaps off the podium and is like uh is dive bombing into the crowd of people fighting below him. And then the best part of this is like we cut back to the Walter Cronkite type staring directly into the camera and going, We're all screwed. <laughs> and that <laughs> is my favorite bit, I think, in this entire series. Oh my yeah. god. Um uh, it's yeah, such it then- was such a good gag. Yeah, then it cuts back to them to Rory and Don driving to presumably the sportatorium. They yep. don't make that super clear at that point, but I can assume so because Don knows what's up. Yep. And then I wrote nice Y2K reference to remind me what year this story takes place in. And yep. then I wrote the quote where they're talking about what, where he's like asking, why do we not just fly? Why are we driving? And and uh, Don goes, ever heard of a little something called Y2K? And I'm then, not going to lie. Then, it took me a Rory, second. And because then I thought it was saying like YZK, and I was like, "What the hell is YZK?" And then I kind of like <laughs> went back, and I was like, "Oh, it's ninety nine. Oh, yeah." Never and mind. then immediately Rory goes, "It's December twenty seventh. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they give Mini Macho. I wouldn't expect this. They give Mini Macho the flashback backstory to like yeah. tell you all about what his origins are. And it's you know basically like like I I always I I was a small kid and and I kept getting beat beat up on in my in my village back in the home country and i had a wrestler that i looked up to and an and an aunt who took good care of me but my aunt died and i promised that one day i would fight in the world's biggest wrestling ring to to uh so she could watch from heaven um and it's oh yeah that was so sweet because it's like nah like he's he's not he's i i appreciate that he's not that his his aunt is like a nun yeah, and, but she still supports him a hundred percent. And the the wrestler that he he cheered for is El Santissimo, mm-hmm. which is clearly El Santo, with yep. also a dash of Fry Tormenta. I don't know that name probably isn't familiar to you, but that's the mm-hmm. inspiration for Nacho Libre. Oh shit! Yeah, so like as like and but like the the like the he like he's clearly like blatantly Catholic, and he's all about fighting for the Lord and fighting the uh-huh. vices of evil. I'm like, Oh, this is reminding me of Fry Tormenta. Yeah. For the, because Fry Tormenta was a real life priest who was a rest, who was a wrestler in Mexico. And yeah, but that was just a really sweet little moment getting his backstory. In the story, uh, mini macho is again, my favorite. And, and, and again, it's a really tropey back story. But that doesn't make it feel trite because it's drawn mm-hmm. really well. And at this point, you've kind of come to have an affinity for this character because he's proved himself as like a good fighter. Um, and he kind of proves himself a, a, a you know a handy little sidekick. So yeah, and uh, they and and he like, yeah, and he and he basically goes is he he's joining along here because he feels like this is destiny. This is yes. This is this is what the, like this is what he was meant to do, which includes this fantastic quote: "When God put you, referring to Rory, mm. in my life for a six-month program, it was enough for me to question even His judgment." <laughs> <laughs> yep, I noticed that. Um, and then we have uh, a great kind of sequence where simultaneously, um, uh, Dresden gets gets ambushed by a group of of alien uh defectors i guess who uh who who are going against uh who are going against the great plan of manifest destiny while at the same time um rory and co's car suddenly gets ambushed and thrown over a cliff mm-hmm. and yeah and that's that's that they getting thrown over the cliff is is there is like the cliffhanger ish uh-huh. <laughs> <issue three. laughs> but then 
But yeah, a large part of the end of issue three is dominated by this conversation between Drazen, Drazen, and I called him the coup group with the Defectors works as well, led by Adrian Polaris, who's like, we want to take over, we want to, we want, we want one of our people to become the champ, the galactic champion, yeah. because that apparently gives you some sort of authority, of intergalactic authority. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, it, it, so. It, 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 it this is where like we get like the really we start to get the really convoluted because like we have this we have this like secret subplot where um not only is Dresden in the pocket of the aliens on a whole he's now in the, he's now also even more specifically in the pocket of like aliens who are working against the the goals of the main aliens mm-hmm. um and he's just kind of like again no surprise that the scummy boss is just going for like whatever gets him, you know, whatever offer is thrown his way. That's tempting because they're like, Hey, if you do this for us, you get to become leader of earth. When we, when we make it a a wrestling, uh, like colony planet. Um, And he's like, all right, I'm in. He's like, cool. Uh, and then the, the best part about this. So, so amongst this crew. So we have, uh, we have our we have Adrian our Adrian our David Bowie looking motherfucker. Um, we have uh, Sonny Jim Cooley, the Peach Blossom Playboy, who yeah, is, who is basically who is the, he is the, he is their like puppet intent like there he's the one that they want to have be champ beat Manifest Destiny to win yes. the title. Um, and he's kind of he's just kind of like an arrogant ass. And then we have like, <laughs> and, and then we have the Dominatrix wrestler and like her chained up like sub pet. Um, which once again, wrestling very kinky. Um, Dominatrix. Thank Dominatrix. You. It's it's like and, and and her pet is harem like harem scarum. Yeah, which called. like I just appreciate so hard that that there that even this comic is leaning into like yeah wrestling gets like weirdly sexual at times. No, okay. Uh, I wrote Dominatrix having the most memorable intro in the series by bringing her slave and lifting Dick Drayson by the balls. By the balls. It it, it was like it reminded me of that scene in Always Sunny in one of the more recent seasons where that like they're at like sexual misconduct sensitivity training and and Mac like grabs D by the crotch and lifts her up as part of a demonstration. Um, yeah. It's it, it's such a great moment and she's and she is a hilarious character and I wrote, her, I, wrote her quote, I wrote her quote that I sent to David while I was reading it. We wish to spend no more time on this planet of subs. Of subs. I know. It takes for Cooley to win the title. It, that I did a double take reading that line. Austin, like, Austin had said it to me, but like even when I got to in the comic, I did a double take because I'm like, no way. No way they're being like, they're just going straight up with this. But no, they did. And I kind of have to applaud their balls for just going for it. Yeah. So, so now there's three parties in and there's three parties in this little in this little wildness. And I wrote this long little paragraph of my feelings about this. Is it looking back, it's interesting how this is a quasi face turn for someone named Manifest Destiny. Yeah. Still thinking about it, we've never seen him do anything that's really heelish, at least in comparison to the defectors. Manifest Destiny has just been framed as a villain. The defectors are, tr- are the ones trying to team up with a Vince McMahon pastiche, just steal someone's spotlight. They're definitely the bigger dicks here. Yeah, I noticed that too. What's 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 interesting about Manifest Destiny is like, yeah, he's a colonizer and fuck that. Um, but they they mm-hmm. kind of give him this almost like naivete in a way. Like he's just so like I, like I keep alluding to, he's so sincere in what he's doing. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. realize that what Rory was doing all those years ago was a bit. Like he knows mm-hmm. that like within his society, wrestling is valued as like X Y Z, and 
somebody, some imposter claiming to be the true like galactic champion is just a, a stain on his honor and stain on his empire. And he needs to challenge that. Um, and then it's it's the it's yeah. the defectors yeah, that are just, really turning it into like a a, a a a an an awful plot. Yeah, it's this non it's this obviously nonsense like might makes right kind of thing. But here's the thing: in real life, that's complete shit. In the wrestling world, yeah, though, that kind of just makes you a good guy. Yes. You're if the like to fuck. Like he, like he, he fights com that, and that's very relevant to issue six. Is that like he doesn't really do any? He does like his whole, his whole thing is clearly a bad thing outside of the wrestling bubble and wrestling logic. But in wrestling logic, he doesn't really do anything bad. He doesn't really do anything that would be considered bad. Yeah, it's just. And I kind think that, of... I think that's kind of interesting to bring up in this in a wrestling comic. Yeah. Um. Uh, they never like really textually go into it, but it's still really interesting to look at and mm -hmm. kind of realize like, you know, there's a little more like, like I appreciate that there's like subtext going on here, right? Of um, mm -hmm. they're not holding your hand throughout this entire plot and telling you like, this is, you know, how you should feel about each thing. They just kind of throw together all this stuff like wrestling is kind of want to do. There are moving parts mm -hmm. that you just, if you want to get something like really enriching out of it, you kind of have to like read between the lines. And even if it's not like textually explicitly there, there are things you can kind of assume to be the intent of the writers just kind of based on the setup. And again, really interesting way to just emulate the way in which wrestling is written uh, mm -hmm. on a broad level. It's super cool that they like uh, that they even have that kind of similar subtext angle going on yeah um and then the end of the third issue is the for the like the extra bit is like a character bio on a lot of the um like the main characters from the 80s that was kind of cute yeah and, and then and then obviously you get the what the 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 um the um the ad for rory landell's lp i don't remember what it was called exactly but the below joke was the like belt not Below the belt, and he's and they frame the shot where he like is naked except for maybe something over his junk, and then he puts the the LP over his junk as if that's the only thing covering it. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, give me which, some of that sexy Roy Landell action. Which between Val Venus and Hulk rules, I just felt traumatized looking at that fake ad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, I just got flashbacks, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, so alien issue four is it starts with the the crash the car crash they're all okay. I laughed that Don called the car crash a bump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Nice bit of terminology. But then, there. yeah, and then they they go to this like amusement park in the middle of nowhere, and then suddenly the alien wrestlers pop out of these sharks in a in a uh, in a. Uh, Sharks, these like sharks with water coming out. Yeah, like, like and they get in the slide. fight in the, in the water slide. And they get in the amusement park. I think my favorite line, my favorite line is that one point Rory gets dunked under and he almost gets drowned and he comes back up and he's like, "Oh, oh that tastes, tastes like, like piss. piss!" And and then he monsters like, "You know this how?" Yeah. <laughs> and then they pay that off later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Planning and pay like again the the writing in this thing rules. Um. Um. Uh, but. So so they they 
they do this great sequence where they get ambushed by all these crazy wrestlers, including, you know, what's probably a, a Doink the Clown send-up, um, mm-hmm. um, which I got I got a kick out of. Um, and they, it, it kind of comes to them at the top of a water slide, and they have, like, this epic, like, you know, slide-down fight where, like, they're trying to... The humans are trying to use the aliens as, like, surfboards in the water. And... Okay, you wouldn't know this, and I didn't even catch it the first time. One of the, the first move that Ma- Mini Macho does on the alien, where he, like, has his arms pulled up behind yeah. him, that is literally a wrestling move called a surfboard. Oh, my God. No way. Oh my God. He's doing a surfboard on the water slide. Yep. Uh, I wrote in this is that they're chasing after Dawn. I wrote, I love that Dawn does the heroic sacrifice. Go on without me thing for Rory and Macho. For them to immediately chase after him and catch up to him at the end of the slide. (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, he does. Because they're they're trying to find, basically Dawn is like, we got to find Mike. My old tag partner Jay Warcloud, because like, dude, you got your ass kicked by the scrubs. Manifest Destiny's gonna kill you. Yeah, you, you need to get trained up. And so, and like, as he's going down the slide, he goes, "Find Jay Warcloud." Yeah. Um, and then they they keep getting ambushed, but then they get help. Um, they the four more wrestlers show up from basically what I'm assuming is like WCW. Uh, it's kind of like another rival group. Let me write. I wrote down their names. You got Fatback, Billy Mangrum. Who well, I, see, who I, wrote. yeah, no, I, like I, I saw, I saw Billy Mangrum and immediately I'm like, okay, so he's, um, uh, oh God, uh, Tennessee because, oh, oh, I, I, what I wrote is bit of everything from terror territory promoters. He's got that Bill Watts hat, the body of a dusty Rhodes has a real Texan energy, like a Von Eric and dresses like Tennessee Lee slash Colonel Robert Parker. Yeah. So he felt like a pastiche of a little bit of everything there, but then you get him, you get Daryl and Derek of 3d. They explain that one in a minute. Yeah. And, and then you get Lynn, the return of Linda. Linda. I, I, the span i forget i don't think i don't know if we get her real name i know that her wrestling name was the spanish, spanish rose. rose yeah i don't think we got i don't know if we get her real name in episode the, one yeah so it's Lin, so linda's return now looking black canary as fuck oh i know like same outfit no, oh, oh we do we do get her for we do get her real name in the in the first issue besides besides her first name yeah no we, well i don't know if they reference her as spanish rose in this one uh but like we get she, that I know, later. I know she's Spanish Rose in the like the part where they do the '80s wrestlers, but I don't remember if they give her real name. In in, in I'm looking at I'm looking at issue one. Uh, Rory refers to her as Linda. Okay, um, so it's the, they just give her first name. Yeah. But yeah, Linda returning after fifty. This is their first time. This is Linda and Rory's first time meeting. Mm-hmm. Oof. But anyway, uh. um. Yeah, so they save them, and they and that's good because they also need a car. So they they hop into their like minivan, their like minivan, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. we can we kind of get a, a a come down of the action where they're playing this like NES looking video game. Yeah, I know. AWF ninety nine upside your head. Um, I made a joke that rock hard Ricky Landry is like a combination of like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, not not even wrong. 
uh, chug nuts Drazen. Yeah, that's ex- I thought that was a joke on Jeff Jarrett's ca- later catchphrase of slap nuts. I was like, it's the same. Oh, that's, that's shit. That. We, we've never met, seen that Jarrett on this show, but we I was like, ah, that, 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 that's slap nuts, isn't it? That's that's the joke there. It's uh, chug nuts. Oh my God. But anyway, yeah, they're like, he, Rory's having the worst time of his life. <laughs> Getting stuck watching these idiots play video games, and we get many matches loving it. By the way, yeah, many match, many matches having a great time. Yeah, but uh, we get the backstory for Daryl and Derek. Yeah, and, I know um, everybody gets a backstory. It's awesome. Nah, we get like that's the backstory for 3D, and basically they used to have a tag team partner called Dennis. Yeah, but it's it's funny, and I'll admit that like <laughs> I'll admit that like I I'll, let, let's do some real world stuff here. As I'm an accountant, as, yeah. as like my real job uh, dennis is it dennis is also an accountant and the reason they split is because that like dennis was trying to focus on that on his like real studies and crap and while there were like party animals and he could not deal with that anymore it's so funny like, 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 like we track him through him like studying beginning accounting intermediate accounting and then taking the cpa and exam and every time they're still doing cake doing like yeah cake. They're doing keg or like, they're doing, doing keg, keg sands the whole they're time, doing keg stands, including in the same room as the CPA exam. And we just see Derek about to snap. <laughs> it's so funny. Now it's very funny. Uh, I, uh, I put, I, though I admit, uh, knowing their backstory and how they treat Dennis made it a little harder for me to really inv- get invested in Daryl and Derek. I was like, right, you guys are kind of di- being a little dicks here, especially because yeah. they frame the story as if like they c- left Dennis. <laughs> Yeah, As uh, and, and, and we see them, like, like, begging for him to, like, stay with them. Yeah, and he's like, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna still, I'm just gonna stay being an accountant. <laughs> yep, I have a full-time job as an accountant. Do-do-do. TikTok, <laughs> anyone? Okay, yeah, yeah. No. Um, uh, so, so we cut back to the, to the van, and Rory and Linda have, like, have a heart-to-heart, uh, yeah, uh, one of, one of kind of, like, three, and over the course of this series, we kind of get to track um, the progression of their relationship with kind of these conversations they have. Mm-hmm. Um, this first one being they're just kind of like catching up with each other and things are kind of awkward. And, and, he, uh, and he learns that, he, that what he did also tanked her career. Yeah. Because they knew he was re- involved with her. So they blackballed her too. Yep. And... So we just kind of get to see like the, the intensity here yeah. or, the, or the, the tension between the two. Um, as they kind of catch up and realize, like, damn, what they what they uh, left each other to be, uh, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, I wrote that it that Rory hints his own insecurities and self loathing that he clearly hides behind his attitude and drinking. Yep. Um, um, then we get a paper. We get a we get a we get a commer- an in universe commercial for the pay per view. I wrote like a few notes on it. I wrote Santa Claus and a figure four because also I'm looking. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the the sequence right now. Um, in the background of of the the Santa Claus scene, a, an alien fighting like a mall Santa is Derek with his like kids. Um. We see like a bald, we see like a bald bearded black dude with, with, with yellow glasses, which is exactly how Derek's drawn, like for the entirety of his flashback. And I'm like, oh my, I just realized oh, that. Got, oh my God, that's got, so funny. We lost internet connection. You got to repeat that. Uh, for, for your, for your, yeah. Uh, in the background of the Santa Claus, uh, bit of the commercial. Cause, uh, 
we see Derek. It's Derek in the background with his kids. I just noticed that. I have the panel oh, pulled up. I did not. I didn't notice that. That's pretty great. I just, I, I'm just going back through it now, and I'm just looking, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Derek. Yeah, they they add in a few. They do it. They add, talk about other stuff on the card besides the main event. I was, I wrote a squash, huh? Squash challenge. Clever joke. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the? What's the challenge there? Oh, like, chopper squash. Yeah, like because like it was literal. Like the the commercial talks about as if it's like a literal like compare your squashes. Yeah, um, you see an county variant. I'm like, huh? I get it because it's like a squash. Yeah, like squash matches. Like, Hi. <laughs> funny, and then uh, got to throw in that card subject to change bit when you intend to bait and switch the entire main event. <laughs> and and then i wrote 1995 for a pay-per-view what is this b-level pay-per-view shit it's the fate of the world yeah because that's um, because that's like the pricing model that wwe would do in the 90s for their like b shows is like you they sold them cheaper and i was like what the crap is this this is a 50 dollars <laughs> show this is the fate of the planet oh my god i mean i mean they want everybody to tune in right it's more if it's more accessible more people I, watch. I guess. Uh, and also and then, the, celeb- the the celebrity timer and um mm-hmm. and and uh guest um guest uh, ref. Referee. Yep. Like all 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 delightfully cheesy wrestling. All the tropes. All the tropes. And apparently in the in the background they have a conversation because because they're talking about how like Rory's escaped their grasp again and Dick Grayson's like don't worry I got it. They send dominatrix to take to make sure that it's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then we also get a thing in the background talking about how Kodiak Jack has escaped from yep. captivity. Yeah, I and 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 Dominatrix's sub is watching. Yeah, um, Harem Scarum seems really into this. Yeah. Story. He see he uh which which again is uh, th- they have so many like clever little things in this. Um it's something that it's a little symbolic thing that pays off later. Um Kodiak Jack being used as a symbol not once but twice in this damn story. Yep, you love to see it. And then but we cut back to what they're doing, and the guys go to I, I wrote this down because I needed to make sure we talked about this. Is the references in the restaurants they at where they basically have to stop because they're the trucks, the van's getting overheated, so they gotta stop for a second. And you get two shots of local businesses, and both of them are wrestling jokes. Of course where they you are. get Big Papa's Pump mm-hmm. on their way in front of the strip club they're about to go to. I was like, hey, Scott Steiner reference, bro. And, <laughs> then, the, and then the rest, and then the strip club is called the Smoking, the smoking Guns. Guns. Yeah. I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. But then they go to the strip club, and I made, I made a few notes about this. The, the first note I wrote is 90% of the people with the strip club being women should have been a tip. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's just go ahead and skip to the gag where they basically decide to stick around for a while because you into strip club. You what do you know? And it's a gay strip club. Yep. All the strippers are men. Yep. But and <laughs> I wrote, I assumed that the irony of professional wrestlers being grossed out by beefy dudes in skimpy clothing was entirely on purpose. Yeah. Because then they're all grossed out by it, but they stay because it, because while they're waiting for the strippers to come out, Don gets ordered a ginger ale, and Don's like, Don's like, well, I paid for this ginger ale, I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, <laughs> Don's just kind of into it. Uh, um, but but while that's kind of happening, um, uh, Rory and Linda have heart to heart number two, where they just kind of see like the ways in which they resent each other. Um, 
Linda's sniping at at Rory, and Rory decides, you know, fuck this, I'm gonna leave. I don't want to yeah, deal with this it shit. Leaves on, it leaves on her saying, "Go on, leave. It's what you're good at." Yeah, I was like, oh, um, but also, let's, this is the part I was gonna bring up from the first time. I I mentioned this in the issue one too, but I want to tie back into it. Is that I noted on my second read through, every time Rory gets close to actually feeling something about the consequences of his own actions, he shifts into obnoxious arrogance. Yeah, like both this conversation and his conversation with Don, where he ends up quit jumping out of the car. It had, it's the same setup both times, where he's like, where he like, where they like are straight up with him about how much of a shit bag you are, and how much you hurt me, and it, like there's the, and you get this sense that he like does feel this, like he does feel guilt about it, but then he quickly shuts that down and goes and just leans harder into being like the arrogant rock star. Yeah, exactly. Um, which. And 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 every time it gets like it gets more and more aggressive, and mm-hmm. it ends up with him getting into more and more shit. Because um, at first it's just he loses his career, uh, and then mm-hmm. and then it's he, you know, he loses his career again by dropping Don, and then gets like ambushed in a bar. And now, uh, it turns out that this whole setup is a trap, ostensibly the one that that uh, that Drazen was talking about. Um, yeah, Dick Drazen playing 7D chess by managing to pay off the strippers and the truck driver. Because basically what yeah. happens is when Rory leaves, he like tries to hitch hitchhike. Well, they, they, they weren't even paid off. Driver. They were just alien plants, apparently. They all like, like, I didn't some of them the tr- were designed the stri- to be the I alien. think the strippers were. I didn't think the truck driver was. The truck driver, you can see, has the same tattoo as um as the alien defectors. Oh, I didn't point. catch that. That's a, that's yep. a good catch. Uh, I wrote, when the truck driver is about to lock him in the truck, he goes, be right back then, brother. brother. And that's like ominous. <laughs> ominous. Ominous. Yeah. Ominous brother. I also joked that Dick Drazen's undercover crew was called Naked Ambition. Uh, like, that's, that's cute. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of how issue four ends. It's because he's he's got the radio hooked in to talk to, and Drayson wants a one on one with Rory while the rest of the people are getting choked out in the bar, in the strip club. Yes. So then we get to we get to issue five. Well, I guess uh, which, I think we should talk about the end oh. of the, wor- the 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 end of issue four a bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Is you get the wrestling theme prepper gear for the first part. Oh, like, which is real, like ungodly expensive. Real carny shit. And then we get a, a a obituary for Boris Yeltsin. So I guess this is as good a time as any to bring this up. Is that like in this comic book, they use real world political figures from 99. Yeah. And Boris Yeltsin, the actual like what, what, president, was that the right? Yeah, President I mean, Yeltsin of, of, of Russia. Of Russia. He dies in a literal death match with the WrestleTopians. Yep. And I was like, holy shit, what? And and they're like they're like and and the, the Russian papers like long live our, our heroic Russian people, long live Russia, all hail uh deceased fearless leader. Yeah. Um yeah, issue five, uh show me state of mind works on so many levels as a title, holy shit. Yeah. Because they're in Iowa, plus the stuff that we'll get to in a second. Yeah. And this is this is this up uh, this this issue is definitely the Rory character development TM episode, mm-hmm. um, uh, which we get in two kind of, uh, well, I guess three ish kind of distinct ways. Um, because it starts off with he's, he's locked in the truck, uh, and he gets an intercom call from Drazen. Who's like, Hey, come, you know, be my man. 
uh, do throw this match for me. Like, like he offered, the, the, the he offers him one. the AWF title. Yeah, the the world title to hold on to for life. Um, and it's and, like fucking ruby, uh, ruby encrusted, and yeah. you know. And I wrote the line down because I thought it was a good one. Is he ends it? Is Drazen? Is that Rory ends this with like just one question? If you're so busy being in charge of Earth, who will I see about blowing my crank? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he turns it down and I wrote the it's cliche, but it's important for Rory's character arc when presented with an opportunity to have the one thing he's always wanted. He rejects it because some things are more important and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, okay. like at the beginning of the story, he wanted nothing more than to be the AWF champion to the point of quitting and tagging his yep. own career over it. And his now he's does, yeah. Yeah. And he he's presented with an opportunity to win it, to have it forever. And he says no, because he knows that's not the right thing. Exactly. Um, and the truck just starts accelerating toward like something that's going to make it explode. Something's going to blow it up. That's something. the point is that he's going to yeah. die. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then we keep cutting back to the, to the, to the thing in the, we, we cut back to the, to the, the brawl in the bar. And eventually they, the, our, our heroes get the upper hand with help of Linda and 3d and all them. Uh, and they, they get out and they hit the road and Rory in the meantime is trying to get out of the truck and can't for the life of him. And he ends up smashing the belt, taking one of the rubies and etching, uh, etching like a, a little bit of a, a, an escape circle into yeah. the window that he can kind of kick out from the um, symbolism, David, the sim yep, destroying he had to the, belt, destroy yep, the belt to, to save his life. Yep. Um, uh, he, I know that he does, he does clutch his knee on the grab bat on the, yep. when he jumps out. Yep. Uh, and then I also noted that they have the shot where the picture of him and him and Linda from 84 is burning in the fire. Yep. Um, which is, which is, uh, it was like, ah, uh, uh, um, yeah, I, I missed time. The, the thing about Kodiak Jack, apparently this yeah, well, yeah. that happened, but anyway, Either way, Rory luckily is able to find Jay War cloud anyway. Yep. Wanders off. And, uh, fo follow some turkeys, by the way, to, to war clouds. Uh, oh, that's, appropriate war, war clouds uh, uh um um uh, camp out i guess yeah and here might be one of my this could be the one of the cool better sequences in this whole thing is, i would agree with that is i uh, wrote hope you packed your bags rory because you're going on a trip where he eats some drug some drugged uh egg salad <laughs> and yep. he he fights he literally fights his own inner demons in a wrestling match. Yeah, which I have to say, it kind of cracked me up because this is not the first time in wrestling media I've seen something like this because No Rolls Barred, which is like <laughs> a, a wrestling uh, RPG show, did the exact same sort of setup. Uh, well, it, it, it manifested differently, but like a very similar setup where like, People where where somebody took like Native American drugs and went on a went on a drug trip where they had to like wrestle with their own psyche. Um, yes, that was that was pretty sick. Um, I wrote down all of I wrote down all of their names. Uh, first, he has to fight the Glory Hound. It was him and his athletic prime. Yep. Uh, testosterone poisoning, and he looks like a cartoonish masculine caricature. Yep. Also, the testosterone poisoning gets a really interesting little bit of like in intrigue into his into the way he thinks because it's during this part of the match that like 
There's a dream version of Linda flirting mm-hmm. with a naked man with the title belt for a head. And yeah. he's like, what you're flirting with, like, you're sleeping with him. And it all leads into this, like his idea of like, he was afraid that Linda wouldn't want him anymore if he failed to win the title. Yep. Cause that's so what amazing. he saw. Cause that's what he saw happen with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is literally it. Now that I think of it, I didn't even make that immediate connection because literally their last conversation is he comes home and the wife is like, you forget something. And he's like, Nope. And he's like, I, and she's like, I thought you were going to win the belt. And he's like, well, plans change. And she yep. gets mad at him about that as part of the larger thing of like letting them run, not treating him the way he deserves to be treated for all he does for them. And that, and that along with the low payout is what leads to him leaving. So literally yep. he, this happened with his dad and he's repeating it again. He repeated it again in believing that his significant other would not light love him anymore. If he didn't have the belt. Oof, tough, <sighs> tough shit. And this uh, happened with testosterone poisoning. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and in the background, I, I just want to, like, talk for a second about, like, this whole sequence is gorgeous. Like, they do a great mm-hmm. job with, like, kind of this psychedelic imagery, all these things in the background. Uh, when it's, like, him in the physical prime, we have, like, shattering mirrors and, and mm-hmm. like, the count- the, the, the timer saying, like, spelling out sexy, um, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then we get to testosterone poisoning and we see, like, we see, like, drugs and uh, you know presumably presumably uh you know steroids um yeah uh, but then we see like we see like when he's when he's mad at linda we see like all these explosives in the background um and just and you know gigantic explosion when he asks her you're sleeping with him like just all of the little like visual details in this make this such a gorgeous like sequence like it's trippy as hell but it works Mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel contrived it works really well and then you get liquid courage, which is uh, obviously he's him being like a drunk, uh, drunk, drunk off his ass sort of yeah. character. Yeah. Representative of what he has become because mm-hmm. of the first two things. And then the last one, the masked menace who he unmasks him and it is revealed that it was his father. Yep. And it, and it ends on the line. He's a good kid. He's just got to learn to get out of his own way. Yep. And I was and like, then, yep. <laughs> like the 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 ultimate the the reconciliation with that ultimate internal demon his dad in the back of his mind um Mm -hmm. who left and he never got closure with and finally here's here's what it is yeah um he got to take out his frustrations and his dad's like you're okay kid yeah and then i wrote i wonder what was going on in the real world while rory was doing all that (laughs) yeah well whatever happened he's managed to stumble his way onto the free Hey, right in front of the right in front of the the van. Yeah, um, so they all get back together, and yep. they're like, "Well, what are we? Get, how are we going to get to the show now?" And they're like, "We're going to hitchhike a train." We're going to hitch, and well, and the the other the other really important visual thing going on here is Rory's shirt. At this point, is just utterly busted up. The Rory's number one fan shirt is all busted up, and uh, one of the three Ds um, hands them a new shirt. Uh, to be like you know your old ones and it says stronger together it says stronger together um and rory makes a comment about little big um and and the you know which whichever d it is says nah that's the style um which i kind of interpret as one of two ways it's either like um rory something rory has to grow into um Mm -hmm. or 
you know it the 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 bigness of it and that's the style being like you know you you can't do this sort of crap solo anymore you have to have like a you have to like yeah you have to be able to like trust people and rely on people yeah a bigger kind of like circle in your life so much good symbolism in this issue i know it's so awesome um uh and but we they hit they're gonna hitchhike off the train cars and then i do the obligatory moment where the x's get close but they reject the moment because yep. they, they do the thing where they both try to dive into the car and they land on top of each other and and rory is like almost and rory kind of like cracks a joke at it and she's like no i'm uh, we shouldn't live in our past and then rory finally gets really true about it because he he apologizes to linda in their other two conversations or he apologizes the first time in the van and then in the second time at the bar he's like i said i'm sorry what more do you want from me mm-hmm. but this time he apologizes again and is painfully honest about what this about what his problem was is that he was a coward and he was afraid of how she would look at him if he didn't win that title that night yeah and she um I wrote, God damn it, Rory takes on a whole new meaning knowing what Linda is planning to do. Yeah. Which is an issue six thing. But uh, yeah, the first time through, it just kind of reads like a like an emotional. Yeah. And she's kind of like rejecting it. And she's like, yeah. she's like, you know, not now. Um, but, but, the, but I do think it takes on a double meaning when you consider where it goes. Yeah, exactly. What was supposed to happen. Yep. And then, and then they, they, the, the aliens catch up to them on the train. They fight atop the train, which is not good. Don't, don't fight on top of moving trains, kids. Yep. That's bad. Um, and, and Don gets one last save. He saves his life one more, Rory's life one more time. And, and as Rory's Dominatrix like, you're, dies you're getting, for Rory. And, and they fall off the train. Yeah. And Don that is how Rory out of the fight. way and, mm-hmm. and Dominatrix gets him instead. And then our and little that, extras are. Both, uh, both Don related, actually, which again, uh, you know, you just know the writing on the wall at this point. The first one is like, hit, uh, uh, Don Fong Wong's, uh, uh, devious, devious fighting, fighting techniques, techniques VHS. And I wrote the names of all the, they basically like give like real wrestling names to all of his, the cheating tactics. So you have the standing Singapore death lock and choking someone out with a Singapore cane, the double knuckle groin grab. The foot on head neck twist and the reverse Fing Ching face bite. Yeah. And I love the last line of this thing that says, This tape is considered so dangerous, it's already been banned in 36 countries. Buy it now before the authorities make it, make illegal. it illegal. Um and then and then we get like we get Don from his days when he was playing a Native American character uh opposite Jay Warcloud. Um, so there's Jay Warcloud and there's Chief Don Thundersnake. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I laugh at the poster said karate allowed. <laughs> I know. I know. What the hell? Uh, it's like advertising like back in probably like the Jesus, the 60s. Would been, it would have been the 70s. Probably the 70s. At, 70s. It was probably a good. That's yeah. my guess is roughly the 70s. Either way. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's like the Great Plains Tag Team Champions versus like bodyguard number two and dragon owasso so like you know mm-hmm. just random like uh yeah. they, they both look they're they're both like you know chinese they're asian inspired characters prefiguring what don would then have to play later on yeah. uh it's just all this cute little stuff uh just all the little touches again yeah. i love it Ish- issue six uh it the, before the we big get to final the, yeah 
Yeah, it is 50 pages long. And yep. I'll tell you why it's a double issue is because the final fight between Rory and Manifest Destiny is the length of a comic book. Yeah. And I really appreciate it for that because I think it allowed it to feel like epic. Oh, like I, I agree. I agree time. with that. We get the final fight. Uh, and like all the fight sequences in this book are like fun, but they, they're all like relatively short. They're over in like a couple pages. Uh, mm -hmm. This was uh, from the time like kind of Rory enters the arena all the way to the final moment uh, that the that the fight is uh, the fight outcome is declared is like Jesus like over what is it like it's 30 like pages? I think it's 20, like 20 I think I counted like 22 pages or something yeah some something in there it's like over 20 pages it's wild yeah um, but before we get to all that we got to get to they like they start the pay-per-view and they cut to like the real world political figures and that and that and like that is where I bring this wild out, is like you get the they have like Bill and Hillary Clinton they have the pres I forget who the the president of China uh, um, is. Jiang Zemin yes uh, and his wife, and then fucking Pope John Pope Paul II. JP2 holding a sign that says Manifest Destiny sucks ass. I wrote in my notes, you expect me to believe that the Pope is rooting against Manifest Destiny? Yeah, true. <laughs> I, you know, I have to, I have to believe like that was a little jab there. Like, yeah. Making JP2 hold a sign that says Manifest Destiny sucks ass. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, we get this is the issue that gives a lot because it's based because it's based about the pay per view. We get a lot of the two announcers, uh, Leon Sullivan and Mondo Larry Hondo, <laughs> which I'll go ahead and tell you who they're based on. They're based on Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura, respectively. Yeah, that and, was the, and they play up the parts perfectly. Yeah, uh, Mondo is the heel commentator, and like immediately he's just rooting for the aliens and being like, "Well, I for one welcome our WrestleTopian overlords." <laughs> yeah, and no, nah, he's all in. Before yet, we, we cut back to the train, and I wrote my note about this: is that Don's death is so sudden and instant from the fall. No dying words, no nothing. He was was just dead on impact which is yeah yeah hurts. like he we kind of just oh we don't there's absolutely no doubt that he's dead yeah um which is which is kind of like it's kind yeah, of yeah and i also know rory landing on his bad knee when he jumps out of the train car yep yep they're they're they really go hard on that knee which is, i think is a mm -hmm. cool little like attention to detail um and then Dominatrix goes for him too, and she's hey, like, "What you were saying about Don's death?" Oh, well, yeah. The, with Don's death, I, I think what's cool about like the suddenness of it is like Rory is the type of person who like he can't like he can't deal with things. He always has to like run away and give himself more time. Here, he didn't have more time. He he watched Don get pushed off the train, and by the time Don came back, he was dead. And um. Rory didn't yeah, uh, get kind of kind of breaking up with you there. Oh, basically, um, Rory Rory runs away from things um, to give himself more mm -hmm. time because he doesn't want to like deal with the finality of things. Um, he he kind of runs and doesn't look back. He can't he can't deal with that. You know, with with things coming to an end, with things coming to an conclusion, with actions having consequences. And here with Don, he doesn't get that extra time. He watches Don get pushed off the train. And then next time he sees Don, he's dead, and he didn't get that extra time. Um, mm -hmm. 
which I think is a yeah. He can't like, he can't run crazy. away from this. Yeah, and and he doesn't get his like he, he doesn't get to even everything. he doesn't even get it prolonged. He doesn't even get to have final moments mm-hmm. with Don. He it just it just happens, and that's kind of like one of the first times in his life he's like really had to deal with consequences. Um, yeah, and it, and it was while but his then, like, yeah, friend was, uh, saved him. Yeah, we were, we were about to say it as he gets in a fight with Dominatrix, and I put Don's death fuels Rory's rage. True, and I also appreciate Dominatrix like doing all this shit that like you know again they're they're leaning into like her character is like the the like kinky like she's she's pulling Rory's hair, uh, and she keeps screaming submit. Um, and then but he turns the tables on her and makes her submit. Yup. Uh, well, he doesn't he doesn't make her submit. She he makes her say I quit. Um, which is, which so is fun. Close enough. Um, uh, but, but then, then the train then, gets derailed. Oh no. Yeah. And then he gets kidnapped and he goes into a barn. And then the reveal that Billy Mangrum and Linda were turncoats the entire time. Yeah. Which like, I kind of question, like we don't really like get a whole lot of explanation for that. Like why they were in the pocket of the aliens and like why the three mm-hmm. D's tagged along, even if they weren't in on it. Like, I kind of, I'm kind of confused as to that plot point, but like, it I still makes for a fun that. little like cheesy twist. Um, but yeah, either way, we have our turncoats. Ultimate twist: Linda's sad face about yeah. having to like. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of missed that, but I will I'll go ahead and pick up on my yeah. thoughts of it is that I wrote the reveal of the betrayal by Mangrum and Linda shocked me the first time I read it. But looking at it again, there were signs. The WrestleTopians were always able to find Rory and company. The double tra- and the double trap at the bar at the strip club and in the truck felt contrived the first time around. Uh, I also wrote how much of Rory's conversation with Linda was a work to get him to storm out of the bar and how much was a shoot about her real feelings and frustrations. There was there was something there too. Um, the first time they show up, um, they beat up all mm-hmm. the aliens, and uh, we there I there was a there was a background shot that kind of like made me scratch my head. Where like the aliens that they had just beaten up were kind of like standing in the background as as Don and Lindrum were um were having a conversation about like what steps were next. And I'm like, wait, they just like ran away or they just got knocked out or something. Why are they like, standing in the background? And you could see that as like. Oh, you know, they were there because they weren't ever actually a threat. It was all like staged. But for me, it's like I'm just slightly confused as to like why they're in the pocket of these people. And this like, this is going disaster. The, the our internet stream is disastrous. So let me give me a minute. We're gonna try this again. Okay, dokie. Like it's it's like we're sputtering. Yeah, but you you were you were talking about how like the aliens just kind of gave up after Mangrum shows up. Yeah, they they gave up like like they're standing in the background, um, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. why weren't they like running away slash knocked out? Why are they just kind of like standing there watching? And like that mm-hmm. now makes sense as like you know it was all it was all a plot. But the other thing is too is like with Mangrum and Linda, I don't like fully understand why they're in the pocket of the aliens, especially mm-hmm. like they brought the three the I guess the two Ds or the three Ds along, um, and the three Ds weren't in on it, and I don't know why they would allow like such, um you know such like unabashed baby faces to come along and like help legitimately yeah so, like, that I... part kind of confused me but like you know in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things whatever it's like you know the goofy plot twist of the 80s 
you know, yeah, 80s, 90s I, movie, you know. I, I guess I took, I took, best I could take it is that like Grayson got a hold of, or got a hold of him before and he, and like Mangrum was probably easily convinced because he's a carny promoter and mm-hmm. Linda, it was probably an opportunity for her to get some revenge on Rory. Yeah. I don't know why they would have brought 3d along because they weren't in on it. Yeah. All. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's a fair bit of kind of like subtextual reading. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. like that kind of confuses me, but like it's effective as like, you know, it, 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 it keeps the plot chugging along. So sure. Yeah. It's there. It's there to add one more bit of like tension of like, is he going to make the show? Mm-hmm. Plus you uh, get like the big shock reveal of, of the whole thing. Yeah. Rory's all chained up now. Uh, you know, beaten up and he and Linda have a confrontation. Linda's trying to apologize and, and Rory he, tells he, her to just go. But what's interesting about it, and because because at first it kind of bothered me, they kind of play it as like Linda's all of a sudden like tearful, apologetic, even though like mm-hmm. aside from this betrayal, like everything in their relationship up till now has been like Rory fucked it up. Um mm-hmm. so it feels weird. I, that, like, I, had, that having say, I had that same thought. But but then Rory has a line about just go you know i do it to you. Yeah, I wrote um, that line down too. Which like, which kind of then makes it make sense of like, you know, they're not just framing Linda as like, you know, all of a sudden like tearful uh, yeah, apologetic yeah. even Rory's though he's also tearful. Rory's also trying to self-sacrifice as a way of an apology. Yeah. Um he so so i can i can go along with that a little bit. Yeah. Um but it's okay because Harem Scarum makes the face turn. Yes, with without his without his dominatrix to tell him what to do. Uh, the story of Kodiak Jack escaping his confinement must have inspired him, and now he's broken free of his like sub mask. Uh, and we see his like real face, and he's joined the three Ds. Um, he's gonna be DeAndre now. Yes, he's gonna be DeAndre. Uh, and they beat up all the alien wrestlers and get Rory out of there, and it's very cute. And yeah, Rory. I has a, has like yeah, a little put on the best moment. Yeah, I wrote that, that line. I wrote that line because like at the beginning of the show, because I remember the first issue, he talks to Dick Drayson as he's le- as he's leaving. He's like, I am the show. Mm-hmm. And, and he talks about the show will go on or whatever. And at this issue, he calls it back and he goes, brothers, we are the show. Yes. Good times. But then the rest of the issue takes place at the pay-per-view. I made yeah. a joke about how the fans are chanting, you suck dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, commas are important. Commas are important. I actually like didn't really get that when I read it through, but like now that you say that out loud, it makes sense. I just saw it as like, you suck dick. And I was like, wow, those fans are just like going really explicit. And then I, but now you say that I'm like, oh wait, yeah, dick's his name. Yeah, it's Dick. It's double entendres. Uh huh. And then, and then, like he tries to Dick 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 Drayson tries to be like, well, well, Rory ain't here. So, but proud, and that doesn't work. Thankfully, Mini Macho arrives to cause it to buy some time. Yep, Mini Macho comes in. We get one more. He beats up all the aliens. And and he and he sees a light pop, uh, and he's like, and he's like, is that my aunt? Um, so cute little, like cute little final moment for him. He kicks yeah. some ass and then Rory makes his triumphant return in his Dopest old drip. entrance ever. I know in his old drip holding a fucking like earth flag. Um, and he signs goddamn Nelson Mandela's Rory's number one fan shirt. <laughs> was yep. like, that's of all, 
of all the world leaders to include i'm like oh my god that's just like a whole new level of ridiculous and i love it yeah and i made it know that rory cuts his promo where he basically kayfaves his reign as galactic champion like instead like he plays up the idea that he's been like all over these alien planets I know, it's so awesome. And, like, that's the part where I was really like, what is kayfabe in this world? Because they're treating it like, they're treating, like, he, he comes in and treats it like everything here is kayfabe, even though, like, everybody knows that, like, aliens are actually a threat, I guess, maybe. I don't know, it's so wild. But at this point, I'm just kind of along for the ride, and, like, the logic doesn't really matter to me anymore. I'm just, it, I'm just, I'm just here for the ride at this point, and it's so yeah. fun. I made a note that there was a Columbus shout out. I'm from, I live in Columbus. Yes. yes. Me is that, that Dick Drayson tries to get the take, take the show off the air and replace it with the main event from the ruckus in Columbus. Uh-huh. But the producer's like, fuck you, Drayson. I quit. Yeah. Uh, with, <laughs> with like the, with like his pages having been tied up by 3d, which is so funny. Yeah. And then we already talked about it, but the fight sequence between Rory and destiny is amazing. It's so good. Like we, uh, we, we kind of. Uh, I was alluding to it without you know doing spoilery stuff a lot in the first half of like. Here's where the action's awesome. Like, um, you see all the little details of like how they move, how their hits impact each other, uh, the way they're like grabbing each other, um, the 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 big McLarge huges of the design. They just get like increasingly ripped throughout this entire fucking match, um. But then we start getting issues with Rory's knee um, until he eventually gets put uh, gets put in a chokehold. And as he's about to get counted out, um, he he wipes he, out and sees Don. He's at the pearly gates, as I put mm-hmm. it. And yeah. he, he talks. He gets he it is it is his a chance to, to apologize to Don. Because yep. he's had his shot to do it to Linda, but because of Don's death, he didn't get to do it for Don. So this is his way to do that. We get a meat swamp gas Charlie and his turkeys. Yep. Um, which like, which like, I would say like in a way that's like a slap in the face to the fact that he like you know earlier was very mm-hmm. purposely not allowed to apologize to Don. Like you know some mm-hmm. things are too late, but I feel like at this point like he's kind of earned it where he has you know really made peace with the fact that he was he used to be a giant turd and he's a mm-hmm. lot more introspective and he's here to like do the right thing and so it's not mm-hmm. going to be some cheap like on the deathbed you know don yeah. i'm sorry don i'm so sorry it's it's he's about to like he's about to pass out and don mm-hmm. is and don is there and he can kind of be at peace with himself and while and without any crisis really in the midst he's in the midst of he's still able to say you know I screwed up and I'm sorry. And that's a sweet yeah. little moment. It it's very like Dumbledore and Harry at the fucking, oh, I, like, I did King's think of Cross that too. Ask. I was like, King's, oh my God. King's Cross shit. Yeah. King's, uh, to, King's... Even, even to the point where like, even to the point where like, uh, Don's like, you gotta go back, buddy. You don't have, you gotta make a decision. You either gotta go back or stay here. Like, you don't got much time left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But help is on the way. But uh, but then yeah, and and here is what is is kind of like the biggest shock of this whole book. For yes, me, is we get with the mat. He wakes up. He's having the heroic comeback. He's got it. He's got manifest destiny, and the knee buckles again one last time. And manifest destiny pins Rory one two three. Yep. Manifest destiny wins the climactic match. Yes. 
Um, My whole notes for this match before we move on is uh, Mangrum has outlived his usefulness because there's also a bit during the match where like, where where deck drayson swears to have mangrum taken care of for completely failing to stop rory from showing mm-hmm. up. uh throwing landell over the top rope should be a dq how old school of rules are we using here <laughs> because that is I, I assume you wouldn't have got understood that because that is a very old school wrestling rule that a disqualification that throwing someone intentionally over the top rope and out of the ring was a disqualification in old time in way older wrestling yeah, don't uh, the, don't the commentators say something about that? Yes, they make. I I uh, yeah um yeah uh, Leon Leon Sullivan tries to make an argument about it, and I think that Mondo either during this or another thing that Manifest Destiny does, he's just like, well, that's legal in in WrestleTopian law. The really fun, yeah, the really fun thing about this entire like thing that uh, this entire match is like we have the commentators like you know, giving their two cents the entire time. And they really play up how inconsistent the commentators are with, like, when they care about, like, rules and shit based on what what the, like, turn of events is in yeah, favor Mondo, of it, in yeah, favor Mondo of their, is, like, healer Mondo, face. Yeah, Mondo is totally okay with this over-the-top rope DQ thing. Yeah. But then, not, but then, like, Rory throws Manifest Destiny into the guardrail on the outside of the ring, and he's like, hey, that's a disqualification. What's, what is the ref doing in there? Yeah, it's so so. I love how they play up like the total like unabashed bias of the uh, uh, of 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 the face and heel commentators. Yeah, uh, just keeping my notes. There's the reoccurring knee injury. Rory getting one last convo with Don at the pearly gates as he's passing out to the sleeper hold. I'm proud of you, Rory. Always have been. Not gonna lie, choked up a bit there. Mm. I'm glad Rory was able to properly apologize to Don too. Oh no, his knee buckled. To say I was fucking shocked to see Manifest Destiny pick up the win, it was an understatement. Yeah, that was the wildest part is Manifest Destiny getting the dub. But but then then the defectors are like, screw this. Yeah. <laughs> They 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 go in they go in uh, and and start beating up Manifest Destiny anyway and then in perhaps the biggest twist um, Don or no not Don Rory, Rory sees this and gets in the ring and starts fighting with Manifest Destiny against the defectors. Yep, and then they do manage to get an upper. Like I wrote that the aliens are going to pilmanize Rory's knee because they're going to take the steel chair to his knee. Uh. But then Linda arrives with Don's old cane and cracks it over Polaris's head. Yep, and knocks uh, him out. And and she and she she also uh de- delivers a decisive kick to Sonny's face. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really funny that the commentators apparently don't know who Linda is, which I guess makes sense. She doesn't look yeah, anything like she like, would have. Like Spanish 15, Rose, like Spanish Rose, fifteen years ago. But they're like, yeah, who is this mysterious woman? I, mean, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was that was great. I I did notice that too. And again, I'll just I, I keep I keep harping on this. All the attention to detail in this thing is is delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get the double team on Jim Cooley. And they beat him up, and then Dick Drayson t- comes down to try to like weasel his way out of this one mm-hmm. more time. And then I loved it because Rory, because Rory is threatening Dick, and he's like, "Think, think of everything I've done for you." And Rory's like, "Yeah, Dick, I do owe you one." And then he pile drives him, <laughs> <laughs> which, which again is for this era, like feels very like McMahon versus Stone Cold esque um, to the point even where the heel commentators, you know, rooting for rooting for the bad boss. 
um it's it is a ton of fun uh to kind of yeah and then they and then you get the big moment of of after it's all said and done it's like what's going to happen to the earth and manifest destiny is like i won i am the i am the rightful champion but you have my respect rory landell so i'm gonna leave earth alone yeah i have other places to come i will not manifest this destiny no sir and so it's all kind of the happy ending he get like he him and linda reunite again Mm -hmm. the earth is saved everyone's happy except for mondo i guess yeah he was really ready for those galactic overlords yeah and then we get really sad and then we do get a nice moment a little bit at the end with rory's mom we get the reveal that rory's mom was watching the pay-per-view and she kind of got to see her son be the savior of us all yep the end and then then we get we get two final like extra pages one that um leo sullivan the other uh, the 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 face commentator and cecil steedmont the former um the former kayfabe commissioner uh like bickering back and forth uh over over like the the pay-per-view and yeah and you get mondo and mondo's mailbag mail. <laughs> being, like, being a douche about it of course yeah i thought they i i really i thought they were fine but i didn't really get into them as much as the other ones because it felt like we we hit the emotional climax of the real story here and i just was not it wasn't wasn't really interested in more like yeah no it felt weird to like to like retroactively go go back but i did enjoy the mondo bits mm-hmm. just because he's like the way they wrote his douchery was really funny yeah um, and so uh before we kind of get into any more uh before we kind of wrap up which oh we, we this this episode might be one of our longest episodes this is definitely not, our longest episode we've been i did not like expect hours. that at all to be that's honest. what happens when we that, well see we we're, we you and i we tend to go like like moment by moment for a lot of this stuff so when there's like six comic book issues worth of moment technically yeah, seven I, uh I there's guess, a lot to cover i guess you're right but yeah let's let's quickly go back over the rest i wrote my wrestling re- references list please uh yes uh i will repeat the ones i already did but i won't really explain them it's the american wrestling federation uh boy scout bob schultz shipwreck rapinski Dick Drayson, Leo Sullivan, and Mondo Larry Hondo. I wrote Cousin Orville as Hillbilly Jim if he was a heel. Hmm? Uh, Cecil Steedmont, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes if he was a heel. Uh, Terry Landell, I wrote as Lex Luger? Question mark because of the torture rack thing. That's Luger's hmm. move. Um, Ivan Kolesnikov and Iron Hussein, Gaspar Dubois and Pierre Renault, the American Gigolos, El Santissimo, Dominatrix, Fatback Billy Mangrum, Rockhard Ricky Landry, 3D, uh, Tommy Attitude. When the, he's he was in the pay per view poster, I was like, oh, that's Tommy Dreamer because of the extreme champ. It's like the extreme outlaw championship, which by the way, that's ECW. I was like, that is ECW, yeah as the joke uh big papa's pump smoking guns i took jay Warcloud to be kind of a chief a chief jay strongbow reference could could i mean it is it is ultimately probably just any native american gimmick but yeah. that but because of jay i think oh like chief jay strongbow yeah. um he war cloud and talks about them being curtain raisers i was like oh it's like curtain jerkers yeah uh sam palatnik uh, that would be Sam Muchnick, the longtime president of the NWA, who uh, I like to credit, who was who could basically be credited as why did the NWA last for 50 years? Because Sam Muchnick was president for 40, to put it like that. Uh, and 
SummerSlam beration is like SummerSlam. Oh yeah, yeah, the summer, the SummerSlam. I noticed that. I love how it was like the SummerSlam on. <laughs> yeah, I know the SummerSlam on. Yeah, just barely avoiding copyrights. Yeah, I know. Look, look, you, look. You, they can't all be clever, all right. Um, yeah, listen, listen. It's hard to get a better name than SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. Um. It. It. it I, I. I can't fault them for that. But just again, the the delight, the multi layered delight of this comic is not only that it is so, um, entrenched in what it like in 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 in, in wrestling, uh, culture, um that everything is a reference and it tracks the like i mentioned earlier it tracks the um the progression of wrestling like as 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 a business like kind of its peaks and valleys like you could see mm-hmm. like stadium sizes vary with the era and kind of tracks onto like what wwe's like you know audience size was at any given like point in the era um how it you know reflects different aspects of the business and um and 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 all this terminology and all this sort of stuff like this was written with so much love for the for the for the craft and obviously by people who know so much about it and like put so much attention into the detail but on top of that it was it it didn't it, it didn't feel like some sort of like cash in to to get the wrestling fans with a whole bunch of references because mm-hmm. the art was really good and the writing was the writing was actually like really smart um the, there there's a lot of subtlety in there that you don't pick up on your first time going through it, but then upon revisit, you're like, oh yeah, all this kind of gets hinted at like through through penning and payoff or through symbolism or stuff like that. Um, it's all really well done. It's a love letter to the craft and a love letter to, to the art of comic books, I think, yeah, um, with I, how it I presents would, itself. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. Um, I don't really feel the need to reiterate because we already kind of talked about our overall thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of just want to end it off with uh, thanking uh, Ed Cunell yes. very much for, I assume he, I don't know if he was the one who reached out to us over Twitter, but he was the one who emailed us uh, the full book, as yes. well as Matt Inton was the other writer. Yep. Uh, thank you very much to both of you. Uh, you did a phenomenal, you made a phenomenal book and thank you for asking us to uh read the book and talk about it it was yeah. definitely a pleasure for us we're we're so honored we hope you guys mm-hmm. get your future releases please write more because this was phenomenal i we we this both had an utter like, yeah, yeah this is they've written for video game series before according oh, to their yeah. paper but this is their first comic book yeah no please do more because you guys you guys have a have a distinct talent for 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 detail work and for like really intelligent writing uh like this could have been dumb and pulpy by every sense of the word and like aesthetically it was but mm-hmm. there was so much more under the surface that just we got to really appreciate going through it yeah um i cannot recommend this book enough to our audience please god check this out if you ever get the chance support the official release you know whenever possible we'll mm-hmm. definitely be updating you guys if we see more info on it um and just oh my god this this was a blast and like it's 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 things like this love letters to the art form that really put into perspective for me like why i've come to enjoy consuming wrestling media to the point that i have because when you get things like this that really exemplify the best the medium has to offer in a really affectionate way you realize just what a 
not only like a a cultural touchstone this is for as niche as it is you you don't you you realize kind of the very distinct way in which it exists and the very like joyful celebratory thing it can be when done well but you're just reminded of the utter fun that can be had by tuning in to this wild wacky bullshit world um and just kind of enjoying the ride and and all of the really interesting um um thoughtful emotionally evocative stories that can be told mm-hmm. through a whole bunch of people getting in a ring and punching each other a lot i i agree um uh i would love to do this again i don't know if he's as long as these episodes are so i guess we might leave it up to we'll see how yeah how might react to it but or like, or like, or like we're fine that we're fine the formula to an extent yeah you know? if you don't go like so beat by beat on the story analysis yeah that's yeah, yeah, us, yeah, but... yeah yeah um but there are other really good wrestling comics out there that i mm. know of uh, especially the boom studios wwe comics so it's mm. something we could definitely revisit another time to try this medium again absolutely so next time I said it at the front half for the benefit of those people who might've left uh, <laughs> from the spoiler hat before we did spoilers. But next time um, we finished summer of punk from and our journey as <sighs> SummerSlam 2011 CM punk, the a who won the title at money in the bank and left the company right after John Cena, who won the WWE title in punk's absence. Mm. Two legitimate WWE champions. And after SummerSlam, there will be only one. CM Punk versus John Cena 2. Let's do it. Oh my god. The end of a second era is... It's it's so wild that we finished one era a couple weeks ago. Now we're at the end of another. Um... And especially one that I have, whose journey I've enjoyed as much as as much as Summer of Punk. So this one's going to be another interesting one to kind of go in mm-hmm. on and see how they close it all out. Yep. Um, but that is something that is a topic to explore for next time. Yes. Now, David, let's hit the plugs. Yes, sir. All righty. My friends, my dear, dear friends, thank you all for joining us for another very special special episode very very special in this case of the noobs and knockouts podcast if you are a return listener uh welcome back we are so so happy to have you with us we love getting to share this journey with all of you if this is your first time joining us welcome we are elated to have you amongst our ranks of noobs and knockouts alike. especially after such a long episode especially after such a thank you for slogging through with us yes um um not to say the book was a slog, just we 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 are very we are we are the slogs. Uh, yeah, we are we're the slogs here. No, but um um but no, seriously. Um if you if you'd like to continue to join us uh both in our sloggy and non-sloggy times, uh you there are we're many ways you can shorter I, shorter, I swear. Yeah, yeah. Um there are many ways you can you can do so. One, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, give us that sweet sweet engagement that we love ever so much. Help help those metrics go up up up. Uh we love it. We love it. We love it. Uh if you would if you prefer the the purely listening route um without without having to to load a still image on your screen, uh, totally understandable. Um you can find us on three of the best places to stream your podcast, which are Spotify, Apple, and google 
follow us, uh, give us ratings, subscribe to us, all that good stuff. Um, again, we just love having people join us and tell us what they think of our lovely little show. Uh, when it comes to our socials, you can find us on Twitter at noobs and Knox pod. That's noobs, the letter N Knox pod. Um, we tweet out nice little memes. We interact with the community and the fandom at large. Um, and Austin live tweets wrestling as it happens week by week. My friend, what is on the schedule for this upcoming week? Yes, as usual, I am watching AEW Dynamite every single week and live tweeting it because why not monetize all the wrestling that I watch for the sake of this podcast? (laughs) But in addition, we watch the every WWE, AEW, and Impact pay-per-view. And this month, we got two coming. We have WWE WrestleMania Backlash featuring six matches on the card at this that will be happening it will be may 16th the day this episode drops as of now there are six matches on the card bobby lashley versus drew mcintyre versus braun Strowman for the wwe title bianca belair versus bailey for the smackdown women's title rhea ripley versus oscar versus charlotte flair for the raw women's title the dirty dogs versus Rey mysterio and his son dominic for the smackdown tag team titles roman reigns versus cesaro for the universal title and damian priest versus the miz in a lumberjack match now now then we have double or nothing aew's first annual pay-per-view happening may 20th may 30th and the match so far we only have two matches on the card it is still a few weeks away but so far we have hikaru shida versus dr Britt baker dmd title for the women's title and kenny omega will face either Pac or orange cassidy for the aew world title Oh, that sounds like good stuff. Y'all better check it out. Austin gives really, really good commentary on this stuff. It's really worth checking out. Please, God. Um, on top of that, uh, you can email us at uh, the uh, at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. The, the word and this time noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. We just love hearing from people. Uh, slide into those DMs, as it were. Uh, give us feedback. Uh, say hi. Tell us how delightfully sexy our voices are. All that good stuff. Uh, just, again, we always love hearing from the people who, who join us every week. Uh, and finally, you can follow us, uh, subscribe to us on our patreon one dollar a month gives you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode indeed see you guys next time hasta luego